on, men? I am Yanato Blue here once again with... Michael Darling, as always. And this week we're joined by... Jupiter Bodo. Jupiter, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, really appreciate you being here. Um, simple question we like to start off with. Tell us your background with Pokemon. Oh, man, I've been playing since uh, the very beginning. Uh, I'm very much a 35-year-old man, almost. <laughs> I've been calling myself 35 for three months, and I still don't turn it for another three months. So, yeah. Uh, getting the practice. You're rounding yeah. up. Yeah, I'm rounding up. I'm getting used to it. This is going to be my, my midlife crisis, I feel like. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been playing since uh, Red and Blue. I, I was getting the comics and watching the anime uh, from the very beginning, and I remember like rushing to the store to have my parents... Like buy me. Uh, I think I was going to a Babbage's. Do you guys does Babbage's ring a bell? I remember Babbage's. Yeah. I feel like Babbage's is like a eastern part of the country thing because I've never never heard, heard of it. it. That's what I was trying to figure out if like where you guys are at. I'm from the dirty coast. Isn't uh, that yeah. um? Isn't that one of those chains that got swallowed up by like EB Games and GameStop eventually? Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it was yeah. a game store. It was a game store. Okay. I'm just I'm like going back that that's what it was. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I didn't know if it was a target style thing or if it was more like fancy no, it was in or our anything. mall yeah oh. yeah it was in our mall huh. for sure uh Bridges. so yeah it just i i think it i think it was sold out the first week and then i eventually got my hands on a copy within like the next week or two but it was like it was hot even then oh, yeah. um people talked it up uh i mean i think i knew about it even before like nintendo power was talking about it because my cousin who's always like mm -hmm. ahead of the curve he he's the kind of guy that like uh, back when I was in like sixth grade, which is like mid '90s, uh, he was getting me fan subs of Dragon Ball GT and stuff like that. Wow! And, like, huh. Being like, "Hey, check this out." He was always on the cusp of these things. So, so I've been a Pokemon fan since the beginning. So I haven't met somebody who's seen this, and I, I, I'm surprised that I haven't brought this up on the show before. But I remember I used to be a, I used to be subscribed to Nintendo Power back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember because of that, they sent this promotional VHS tape. Yes, it did. With a preview of Pokemon. Yeah, and yeah. It, like just straight up. Oh, yeah. VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, so did far, it with, they did it with Donkey Kong as well. Donkey Kong Country. Huh. Yeah, yeah. That's insane to me that they sent a tape. Like, I can understand, like, you know, three years later or so, they're sending out a promotional DVD, but tape is just such a... That's an investment as a company yeah. to mail that out. So for our younger listeners, imagine <laughs> imagine a multi-terabyte hard drive <laughs> that can only play one 30-minute video. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, uh, I think, like, they, I mean, just to go on a little side rant about that, like, you can go and watch some of these Nintendo Power promotional things. I think it only went out to subs uh, subscribers, and uh, they did it for uh, Star Fox and the Rumble. Like, they were, like, trying oh, to sell yeah. it. Oh, they the did one for the pack. Rumble Pack? Oh, yeah, I bought like, into that so hard. Yeah, yeah. They were yeah, because like, it came with Star Fox. Yeah, yeah. And they were yeah. like, do it, man. It's got the Rumble. It's got the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is now a staple in controllers. Oh, yeah. It's like a thing now, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, the Nintendo 64 controller, and this was a very weird thing that, in hindsight, we should have seen this coming as, like, a bit of an accessory cash grab because it had that weird port built in from the start that they yeah. eventually turned into the Rumble port, like... A memory, memory pack card. also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very weird. I actually got the Rumble Pack for Diddy Kong Racing. Okay. Which is yeah. a game I have, like, a very weird love-hate thing with. It's one of the few games I've never beaten, despite... Sure. Yeah, yeah I've I never been a fan of that one, actually. Really? Like, I remember enjoying it as a kid, but I revisited it as an adult, and no, like, I prefer my Marios. I like yeah. being able to fly a plane. I, I mean, that's I, fun. That, that's yeah. the stuff that I thought was really cool, is because you could go... Uh, a vertical man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, let's not forget that the the back the port part like for Pokemon Stadium and stuff like that. Oh, right? that yeah. was on. Yeah, yeah. Remind me, 
was Hey You Pikachu a N64 game or a GameCube? Uh, sorry, a GameCube game. That's I think it was N64. Really... I had Pokemon Snap. Okay. I did not get P- Hey You Pikachu. Neither did I. But I know it came with a microphone. Yeah, and I think... that makes me feel that like maybe it could have been. I yeah, feel like it was N64 because I think it probably was a thing that you attached to the bottom of your three-handed controller. Yeah. We'll have somebody fact-check that in the, uh, in, the, in the studio, right? And, I mean, of course, we have to point out just how terrible the ergonomics on that N64 controller were. The clown face one? Yeah. yeah the thankfully, clown face, yeah. Yeah, thankfully, I have super long fingers, so yeah, I was, yeah. like, one of the few preteen kids who could actually hold it, like, with both of the extra appendages sure. or limbs. Well, let's just, let's oh. just, let's just, uh, I mean, I don't think it's a point of contention, but I don't think there was really a need for the uh, left side of the controller. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think remember I ever using the D-pad. Oh, I remember having my mind blown when I went to visit friends and saw them just holding the middle bar and like just completely ignoring the D-pad. So for me, I would hold it like completely, I would completely wrap my hands around huh. it. Wow. You're the freak. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I realized yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was always like, you know. You remember bump, you remember the uh, you remember the day that the poop knife story hit Twitter? That was like this is me with the N sixty four controller. Poop knife. I thought I knife. was the normal guy. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> turns great. out turns out I'm the freak. That's so funny. The poop knife. Yeah. I vaguely remember that, but I don't want to ask questions because I just don't want to go down just that gonna, route. I'm just, just gonna, gonna bury I'm gonna bury it in the show notes. We're not gonna tell yeah. that story. Good. Um, it's a very it's one of those weird days that Twitter just got obsessed with something. But here's something else hey, we can get. Every on. day there's a main character on Twitter. The goal is to not be it. <laughs> Touche. Good yeah. advice for our listeners. By the way, Hey You Pikachu was an N64 game. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so here's another game that requires less crazy hardware. It's just a very simple game of Mon Mom. Okay. Uh, Jupiter, would you like to play? Uh, yes, sir. I would. Michael, would you like to play? Yes. Oh, well, look at that. You guys are actually going to compete for the points. We discussed this on the last episode that if okay. either person says no, the point just automatically goes to the other. <laughs> so I'm waiting for Michael Darling to test that. <laughs> um, but Mon Mom, for new listeners, uh, is the game where I have sent my mother a picture of one of the Pokemon that we're going to be discussing this week. And this week, we are going to discuss Crobat, Pichu, Togepi, and Togetic, and... Am I missing one? Cleffa and Igglybuff. Miss- also, oh, yes. uh, Chinchu and Lantern, because oh, I man. printed the I printed the script double-sided, and so Baloo only saw every other page I'm used, now. I'm used to being environmentally unfriendly when I print Right, sure. Darling yes. is okay. the much better of us. I print up a lot of shit for work. I need to, yeah. I need to save my ink and toner. Well, well, maybe not that, but definitely my paper. Well, so we're going to be... So my mom is going to describe one of these Pokemon, and she's going to give it a name. And it'll be up to our guest host and my regular co-host to see who can guess which one is correct. Yeah. I just uh, want to review in order. It's Crobat, Chinchu and Lantern, P2, Cleffa, Igglybuff, Togepi, and Togetic. Thank you. Cool. Um, so, Michael, since you claimed the point uh, last episode, I'm going to yeah, ask you to go first here. But here is yeah, my well. mother. This Pokemon looks like it pig's behind. I will name it Zago. So we have a pig's behind that is named Zagor. <sighs> Michael. That's a tough one, because I'm looking like for one that's kind of curly Q or something, and yeah, we don't really have much along those lines. I'm I thinking... think the other thing, the other in question of anatomy is, are we talking about like a full butt? Or are we talking about just the little sphincter, a little star sphincter? Are we talking about like... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not... Hmm, that's a tough one. Yeah, she didn't say anus. She didn't say sphincter. She said yeah, butt. Yeah, butt. Well, <laughs> behind, please. Mama Baloo is a classy lady. She didn't lady. say behind. That's right. Because I yeah. mistook it for 69. Pigs behind, 69. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great start. Uh, yeah, I'm really not sure about this one, but I'm thinking 
Igly buff is what I'm going to say. Okay. If I'm wrong, I will then announce my backup uh, afterwards. Okay. Okay, so I also thought Igly buff, largely because of the little tufts of hair. Uh-huh. You can make the same pick as him to play defensively, or okay. you can pick differently. Uh, well, this was – yeah, I, I'm going with my gut. I'm sticking with it. I'm a gambling man. I'll put my <laughs> – okay, I'll lay down the odds. But not only that, since we were talking about, like – sphincter or anus looking doesn't it have a spiral yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> on its head. so there you go right okay so we have two guesses at igly buff and two wrong answers uh, it is was act- it togetic no oh, sorry togepi I mean. it is cleffa because really really and remember because it's got a little curly cue so. <laughs> yeah yeah there okay. you go and i just i think it's because of the brown <laughs> the brown oh, okay cool all right okay i think like pigs have like corkscrew penises is that true that's ducks no that's maybe. ducks that's, ducks, that's ducks. Yeah. okay cool yeah ducks with the uh with the unfortunate evolutionary dif- disadvantage that their penises actually uh spiral in the opposite direction of a duck's vagina all right but let's uh let's start off with crowbat mr darling if you can Set the sparks to the tinder of my hatred for the first Pokemon. Oh, today. wow. This will be fun. All right. Well, Crobat is a poison slash flying type, and it's exciting because this is our first cross-generation evolution. It's an evolution of Golbat, who we met way back in Season 1. Uh, and, yeah, you get this thing by evolving Golbat when it's at, uh, like, peak happiness, which was a mechanic they introduced in Gold and Silver. Do we want to talk about that mechanic first before we get into your hate for it? I'd love to hear our guest host's thoughts on the mechanic. Um, you know, I'm, I'm so mixed on the friendship thing because I do believe it's very innovative and very Nintendo-y. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like very much like part of the charm of Nintendo that always throws something at you, but it does almost feel like extra work. Like stuff that I didn't, it's not the fun stuff I like doing in Pokemon. I yeah. don't like giving it a haircut. I don't like, <laughs> I, it doesn't like, uh, other than giving it a haircut, like I'm just spending, is it P? What do they call their currency? Yeah, I think it's P. Yeah, it's just yeah. P. I don't know if they had an official Poke name. dollars, I think, maybe. Poke yeah, dollars? That's what I called it, at least. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Real. That would be a really good thing to look up. I want to see what Poke the currency bucks is. Poke with Poke an bucks. X. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, no, Poke, well, Poke bucks is the Bitcoin of their universe. Oh, that's great, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this is making me think of, like, one of those... Have you guys ever read Neil Gaiman's Sand- Sandman series? Yes. Oh, uh, I, I know what you're... Right I'm aware now, of actually. it, but I have not read it. There's a great scene in that where, like, the embodiments of dream and destruction are talking, and, you know, they say that, you know, even though they rule over these concepts and these states of being and change and things like that, like destruction and dream, that by their existence, they also define the converse of themselves. Hmm. So destruction also, in a way, defines creation dream in a way defines reality itself hmm. um by separating the line between reality and dream very dumb um, so because of that i hate the fact that we have a mechanic of friendship without having a converse mechanic of what about the absence of friendship what about like straight up antipathy and like if you have a pokemon that just straight up fucking hates you well you treat it. i mean they kind of address that in that when you go to the friendship raider they'll tell you like i think one of five phrases indicating what level the friendship is and mm-hmm. there's usually something like uh, your Pokemon doesn't seem to care for you much or something when it's low mm-hmm. friendship. Yeah. I, but what's the consequence of that? Well, there's nothing. Are. Like, that's the thing. There's not really much of a consequence in these earlier games for low friendship. I think in later ones, they've added a thing where uh, they might be able to hold on to, like, mm-hmm. they might hold on at one HP just because they like you enough or something. Aww. Oh, yeah. That that's, is a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah think, it'll, it'll, like, yeah. resist uh, being knocked out. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think they just introduced that in Gen 7. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a new mechanic. I mean, happy, uh, happiness, friendship, whatever you want to call it, has been going for 20 years now. Mm. And, yeah, at first it wasn't anything more than just, like, 
a cute kind of thing that adds to the lore of it. It makes sense that your Pokemon are getting more attached to you. But, yeah, it doesn't really add much other than there are some Pokemon you can only evolve at certain levels of happiness. I don't think it would be a str- I mean, this is a, this is completely a stretch, but perhaps it could play a greater role in that antipathy that you're talking mm-hmm. about. Is mm-hmm. like, you know, when you level it up too high, it doesn't listen to you. Like, maybe it should huh. be that way if you're also not friendly. But, like, once you get all eight badges, that thing is not even... Uh, the, the problem of it not listening to you, going full Charizard, as I like to call it, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, doesn't... Uh, like, it, it's... Once you get all eight badges, that's not, that's not a problem anymore. But perhaps... Um, it should be if you have a poor relationship with it. If you get it beat up all the time, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, so I'm so I'm just reminding remem- reminding myself of like a game that I was very obsessed with back in the PlayStation One era, uh, okay. Monster Rancher, yes. which is very much yes. a Pokemon clone. But I love yeah. the mechanic that like the whole thing was was that they in the world were extracting these monsters from discs, with, yes. like DNA records. Huh. Yeah. So what you did with the PlayStation was you actually opened the PlayStation cover, put a random CD in. I do remember. Oh, that. that's weird. Yeah. And they, I remember scouring the internet for like what are the best CDs with like the best <laughs> monsters. Sure. Um, because there was some random coding that like determined, but like if you use the same CD over and over again, you could summon like the same OP monster over and over. Again. Sure. You know uh, what? That, that you can go crazy with uh, 300 hours free of America Online. You just <laughs> grab a bunch of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember yeah. Michael Jackson's Dangerous album had a surprisingly good monster attached to it Ooh, for some that's reason. That's silly. That's but funny. um, but yeah, they actually had a mechanic in that game where depending on how you treated your monster, like if you were meaner and trained them harder. They would. I think it. I think it allowed for you to have higher base stats. Mm. But if you were nicer, the monster had a higher crit chance. Hmm. And like, definitely like percentages and RNG like tilted in your favor for stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like you know the math behind it. I just played. I'm always a brute force guy. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's how I tend to actually play RPGs. But I am always like <clears throat> immensely fascinated with the systems, and that's why I love like seeing speedrunners who like tear into games like God, that. That's yeah. always fun. You were saying about Monster Rancher. I think there was a similar concept, like a similar Pokemon ripoff. I don't remember what it was for. It was probably like just its own separate handheld thing. Hmm. But it was based off of barcodes. So like you were oh. supposed to scan barcodes hmm. and that would summon monsters. Okay. I don't know yeah. which one that is. There was a lot of it was for? I think it was maybe its own thing. Like there was a very weird phase, like around ninety nine when everyone was trying to do something high tech that was also a Pokemon ripoff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Monster Rancher was fun just because of the disc novelty, um, which doesn't really mm-hmm. work today, because I don't think because I think most consoles these days are like programmed Digi- to go digital. automatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Or yeah, like yeah. if you eject the disc, it'll just automatically take you back to the home screen. Right. While you're huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so wait, so you eject the Monster Rancher disc? Oh yeah, you're lifting the cover on the PlayStation, yeah. taking the disc out temporarily, putting a music CD or some other CD in. Yeah. The game keeps running, scans the CD. And then it tells you, okay, put the di- put the game disc back in. Yeah. So this mocked the whole warning we grew up on of don't remove the game while you're playing it. Yeah, somehow they got approval from Sony to do that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, we're, I know where this is not Crobat as we <laughs> or Crobat as we we would uh, we were supposed to be on that, but I, I would say like there's an X Men game for the Genesis that requires you to press the reset button to beat a boss or beat a level. Oh, nice. oh my um, God, yeah, well, that yeah, was yeah. the biggest troll. Did, of all Metal Gear yeah. did something similar to that, didn't it? Um, Metal Gear had the uh, you had to take out the controller from one to two yes. to beat uh, the uh, the telepath uh, Psychomantis. Guy. Psychomantis yeah. couldn't think of his name. Yeah, the one who could read your memory card, and it was like, yeah. I see you've been playing Castlevania. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Great. Yeah. For, great fourth wall fucker. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. 
but yeah, uh, so but back, back to so, Crobat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's now show canon that we pronounce it the way you did. Crobat, <laughs> which is now it's Crobat. I was God. thinking of I was thinking of Zoidberg. I Robit. Yeah. love it. I think Robit? Isaac Asimov also pronounced it Robit, which is why mm. Zoidberg does that. Um, yeah, you know what I dug about? Okay, here's the thing. I actually don't like Crobat, um, just because I don't. I mean, let me just say that an- the animes always made you like have a smaller, or maybe for me, let me just speak for myself. Like, if, like, Brock used Zubat, so I was like, cool, I'll get a Zubat when I first saw it. <laughs> and I was like, I don't like this thing. Um, I actually think that, like, just because as I've gotten older, I want to try different playing styles. Like, sometimes I want to be more defensive. Sometimes I just want to have things that are just other than brute force. Um, I, I've, especially this last go-around uh, with Sword and Shield, I wanted to try more poison types. There just really aren't a lot of great pure poison types. Yeah. There are a lot of dual types. And uh, I still, even this one isn't great it, it can be a little annoying like which is great it, when uh like when you're fighting against it when it does like confuse ray and has poison and stuff like that but um i just so badly want things to be really good poison types and i don't know like i didn't get to, uh when i would play gold and silver i never got crowbit <laughs> so it's funny to me that we're now eight generations in and you're right there i can't think of like a truly iconic poison type that's uh, like a worthwhile yeah. like truly elite Garbage. What's the garbage? Oh, Garbador. Yeah. Garbador. Yeah. Oh, that's a funny I think, one. I think like that one's like yeah. Well, first of all, now we're getting in the world of like questionable Pokemon design. <laughs> but I I don't mind that as much. I think it's better than yeah. Muck in some ways. Um. But uh, I I yeah. It's it's supposedly that's a good poison Pokemon. But all the best ones like from from this generation are like uh Toxtricity and mm. Toxicroak and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, yeah. Toxicroak's one because it's got that. Uh, it's got the fighting type attached to it. Toxicity has got electricity attached to it. Like, yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, but how does it even stack? Like, I mean, um, did you guys ever play competitively? Because I, it turns out, like, I tried to do competitive and it, I suck. Like, I did really... not. People, you know? yeah, because I mean, the people that play competitively are getting into those systemic weeds mm. of like EV and IV and things like that, and like the invisible stats beyond even just like the yeah. basic stat blocks. Yeah, it's yeah. true, and I'm just trying to figure out where where Crobat maybe possibly matches up in that realm. Oh. Is it even is it even a viable good? Well, character? I will say this: Crobat, because it's part flying, it gives it immunity to ground, which is poison's weakness. Okay, so. Hey, it does have that bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not a resistance, but a total immunity to ground. So, you got that one taken care of. That's great, so, actually. Do people use ground a lot in competitive I scenes? do not know, so because I do not follow. Question. I feel like they would. Like, you want you want to have a type, or at least types, I feel like, that have total immunities to things. And ground yeah. at least has the electricity cover. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially if there's a ground type that has, like... Um, Let's say it has like self destruct and you do dual. Uh, mm. Like you, you have like the two Pokemon mm. versus two. Um, if your other one has um, protect, uh, then it can it can or run even protect ghost, yeah. and it, it blows up. Uh, it'll self destruct. So if you have like a Graveler nice. or a Golem mm. or something like that, it mm. can blow up and kill the other two. And then yet you'll only be down one, but they'll be down two. And then that Pokemon who has protect will still stay up and stuff like that. Yeah. See, I like the Pokemon Stadium type competitiveness where, like, when we used to play that on the N64, the whole point of it was, was like, oh, you pick a team. It's like fixed levels, fixed stats for each relative Pokemon. And it's like... Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah You're yeah, kind yeah. of setting your team blind, so you have to kind of guess and play, like, a little bit of rock, paper, scissor against what you think mm. the other person's picking. Yeah. Or might pick or might not pick. 
the thing I liked about Monster Rancher, if we could go back to that, was the <laughs> anime, they could talk. They could talk. That anime was super heavy, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That? that was like some really I, serious I'm more shit. familiar with the anime than the actual game. Yeah. Um, I did own Digimon, and I know Digimon could talk, like Garumon could talk and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But uh, I, the only thing I could take away from Digimon is like, oh, they could uh, digi-evolve at will between different things. I thought yeah. that was cool. But it it all lacked the charm of Pokemon for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, the fact that Digimon could de-evolve... And I mean, there was like a whole energy aspect tied to that. Like, yeah. oh, if we like push up to the manga level or whatever, like yeah, yeah. you build up your stamina and your Digimon to be able to stay at that level longer yeah. over time. But like once they expend that energy, they have to revert back to their larva form. Yes. Okay. Larva build form. their energy. Oh yeah, that is an actual thing. They have like their hatchling form, and they're just like little bouncy balls. Um, which is, I think, what they were in the. Uh, I had two Digimon. Uh, I bought in Gulf Shores, Alabama. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, um, some strip mall out there, and uh, I. Th- that's the thing about even with like Pokemon and Digimon is that like. Um, I mean, I know enough people played Pokemon, but like when I was playing Pokemon Gold and Silver, yeah, I mean, even up to Gold and Silver, I was playing it on my original 1990 Game Boy. Oh, on the yeah. big brick. Yeah, I was playing on the brick. Nice, I wasn't playing it nice. with Pocket, and I wasn't playing with Color. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so they like I never needed the cable link for nine years. You know what I mean? And so it's like I have to look for that, and then you have to buy the adapter because most people have pocket at this point. Oh yeah, or color. and that had a smaller port. Yeah, it had a smaller port and stuff like that. So like, um, I generally was like left to not be able to compete and stuff like that. So when it came to Digimon, I just bought two and then battled myself and stuff like that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Do you did you ever have a Game Boy Color? Um, I think my brother eventually got one, and mm-hmm. then um, I think the next one I bought. My brother's ten years younger than me, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, but uh, but I think the next thing I bought with my own money was the Game Boy Advance SP. Oh, okay. so he had a Game Boy Advance. Oh, that's a that's a jump. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's so good. It was great. I brought it to college. That's like the that's the yeah. system I brought with me. I brought that, and I brought my Dreamcast. And I learned that on my Dreamcast, if you burned emulators and ROMs onto a mm-hmm. disc, you could play it on your Dreamcast. And that's how I started playing. Instead of on my my computer, my PC, I played on my Dreamcast. Yeah, huh. I mean, I think it's surprising that like the Game Boy Advance SP like was such a marvel of a system in terms of, like, its portability. Absolutely. And its convenience. Yeah, because that was the one that folded up, right? Yeah. Yes. That's it was where they square. started that. It was great, yeah. and it was rechargeable, which, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, I remember there was an episode of Weeds where uh, uh, the kid, uh, the youngest kid, uh, I think his name was Silas, I don't remember. Anyway, he was the voice of Finding Nemo. But anyway, <laughs> um, he uh, he was looking for batteries to fill up his Game Boy, and she, and the mom, I guess, uh, uh, Nancy. Mar- yeah, yeah she, Mary Louise Parker. Yes, Mary Louise Parker. She uh, was she had used the batteries to like for her vibrator or something like that, and she was like, um, she's like, there are no more batteries. And then when they turned, because uh, he was like, he needed batteries for his Game Boy, it was an SP, and I was like, <laughs> doesn't take batteries. That is a rechargeable thing. You put that port up that's there. Fine. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, that's something. And and also the first game and probably the like the only game i brought to college this is back in 2003 2004 uh was uh pokemon sapphire yeah sapphire yeah that's yeah. Weird. yeah yeah i uh i was having i had christmas dinner with some friends of mine who have uh two children um one of them is three going on four and so they allowed her to open up a couple of her christmas gifts early it was christmas yeah. eve and they were like, and she was like asking her dad, like, "Oh my God, do you have batteries for this remote control car?" And it just baffled me, like, "Wait, there's still toys that run on actual like 
cylindrical batteries? That is weird. I thought everything was rechargeable now. Yeah, yeah. Except for TV remotes for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. The TV remote I have right there is a rechargeable one. Is it really? Yeah. You just put it in a little cradle. Yeah. This thing is amazing. We can do a whole podcast about this. But getting back to the show. Crobat. Crobat. I am Crobat. So yes, overall, you want to rant about it. Well, overall, I have an issue with the annexations, and we have quite a few of the annexations this week um, in terms of like adding to the lines, which is ironic considering that most of my Mon Mods are at are like for annexations to lines. Um, we'll get to Mon Mods later, but... You mean, Crobat, wait, you mean expansions? I don't understand your use of annexation. So like yeah, adding, so like adding something to uh, a line. So like, you, you mean like a third generation, so. a third evolution, right? Yeah, a lot of the times, like when I make my change to lines, I usually ask like, no, let's make something more interesting for a third stage. Like, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. You know, add add a different stage on. It's absolutely more interesting than gold bat. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think it's a redemption for sure. So yeah, yeah. Of the, it's a glow up. Yeah, it for is sure. total. It's definitely because. <clears throat> Go back to the uh, Seth Hansen episode, I believe, is when we discussed Golbat, if I'm not mistaken, but double-check that for me, listeners. But uh, back in Season 1, we talked about Golbat. It's, Golbat is a fucking Lovecraftian horror that is 80% gaping maw. <laughs> it's all mouth. <laughs> it makes no sense. Right. This, at least, even, like, still... This, at least, is, like, in that comfortable realm of, like, believable fantasy design. Yeah, and I this think it's is... really cool sleek with a little bit of a paunch like i like this one in terms of design yes and contained to the zubat evolutionary line it is good but overall it's still not a great design as a pokemon (laughs) yeah yeah. zubat is like it peaked like zubat is probably like meaning like i think of the three zubat's actually still the best one yeah because it has a very simple goal be a bat and it accomplishes that (laughs) yeah yeah no eyes love it i actually love that it has no eyes i'm trying to figure out the dorsal wings on this thing like they're the main wings and then there's like the two extra like pincery type wings yes sure yeah yeah. and there's there's it also has like uh legs as well right so it has it has four wings and two legs am, well, I, am I incorrect no the back wings are legs like there's a pokedex entry about how uh if it's flying for a long time and gets tired it'll start alternating between its pairs of wings okay yeah so, yeah, so, so looking it's got at it right now. wings and then wing legs that's yeah and then it says it alternates between that you're right the fi- uh, the physics of that doesn't work the physics of most of these don't work. <laughs> yeah, right, right. If that's my problem is that Crobat's bat wings don't work uh, in Pokemon, uh, yeah, I I, I I, have not accepted the reality of everything else there. <laughs> like, even setting aside that this is a universe of dogs that breathe fire. Sure, yeah. This one is silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. compared to fire dog, this one is silly. A um, bit, yeah. Well, I mean... But it does... Oh, you're right. It does have, like... It does have two little... What look like legs. It's got something on its back. Here's the thing. It had only four wings in gold and silver. But I think as the designs went along, they may have added oh. some legs. Huh. Um, maybe which, in the like XY, black, white sort of... Which I don't remember the... Uh, well, Golbat definitely has like very pronounced goofy feet. Yeah. I'm trying to Zubat didn't have feet. It had its like two little... Zubat's little got just sticks. Stick, tuxedo yeah, yeah. sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... But... So, I mean, before we say that these designs do not work and we try to excuse it and say, like, oh, well, you know, it's a Pokemon, it doesn't have to work, let's move on to Chinchu and Lantern because these fish actually work. I just want to do the shiny report on this one for a moment. Uh, Because this shiny is wonderful. It is a pastel pink with bright gold on the interior of its wings, uh, just as Crobat's normal colors are an inversion of its previous stage's colors with the purple body and blue (coughs) wings versus the opposite. Uh, the shiny is also an inversion of Golbat and Zubat's shiny form. 
I do like it. It it can fit with the vaporwave aesthetic. <laughs> You're right. It's very much that. It does look good. I mean, even its base form is vaporwave. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, anything anything from Gen One is absolutely vaporwave. Doesn't matter what it is. Right? <laughs> I, I sharp triangle eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Chinchu and Lantern. Both of these are water electric type, and I adore these Pokemon. Yeah, on the flip side, I did not remember these Pokemon existed despite playing Gold and Silver effusively until I looked them up for this episode. Yeah. Well, you can only get them from fishing, so that's probably why you never saw them. Did yeah. you never fish? Yeah, because I think we... So we talked about that. We touched on this with Centret last episode where, like, I definitely started off Gold and Silver because I went right from Blue into Gold and Silver. Okay. And I think by that point, after doing the 151 run for Blue, yeah, yeah. I was kind of burned out just absolutely right into Silver. Absolutely. So I started off Silver full throttle. I was hmm. like, centered. Yeah, let's evolve that and defer it. Let's do the... Uh, blah, blah. And then, like, I think maybe a quarter of the way into the game, I was just like, oh, there's another hundred... Like, Two hundred, like two hundred and twenty-five of these, I got to catch. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't yeah, have yeah. a link cable. I was, I'm an yeah. only child. I couldn't trade with myself. So I was yeah, like, yeah. So like, I could go to school and like trade for like the five Pokemon that weren't in my version. Yeah. But I couldn't do the whole cheap thing of like, oh, I could just trade with my blue cartridge to fill out most yeah. of the Pokedex. I uh, this is a little bit cheap, but uh, for example, to get Mew in red and blue i used the game shark ah. um so i just because i wasn't going to go to any competitions uh like n- new orleans for as notable as a city as it is uh it's not like they were hosting like a lot of pokemon competitions places where i could go and like trade with a lot of people they had or parades to focus on yes they do that's right hey it's carnival season right now baby. <laughs> um but yeah i mean like so i just ended up using that but you're right dude like um i i even went so far as to do 152 Pokemon? Ooh. Do you know which what I'm talking about? The 152nd Pokemon? No. You're talking actually, missing no? Missing no. Absolutely. Oh, you I was like, to catch a missing no? I absolutely did. And wow. I used it to, if you, whatever your seventh or ninth item was in your list, mm-hmm. it would clone uh, to a, like a high level. So, for example, I took a rare candy oh, and nice. I put it there. And uh, for some reason, like it, it goes past the number 99, but when it does. Um, like the sprite for the second, uh, the, the, oh, sorry, the first nine or whatever, uh, it just turns into some like gar- garbled thing. And so I just used it to level up all of my other 90, like my other run I did mm-hmm. using Missing No was like getting all Pokemon up to level 100. Wow. See, um, this is some AGDQ <laughs> level shit right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like that's go- what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I played the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. I can say shit, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, we I, talked I, about butts already. We did, yes. We used the scientific term sphincters, anus, whatever we wanted to <laughs> I say. I mean, that was yeah. a comedic decision more yeah, than yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I played it, and you're right. When I got to gold, when I, um, so I bought silver. Um, I thought Lugia was better than Ho-Ho. So and you're like, right. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I was like, I... I remember reading about it in, um, God, it's Game Pro. Like, I saw all of the Pokemon you could possibly get in it. I mm-hmm. think it was Game Pro. And I was like, so about it. Um, yeah, and by the time I got a copy of the game, I don't even think I beat the Elite Four. I got tired of it. Really? Yeah, I got wow. to the Elite Four. I, I agree that, like, uh, that Silver was way, it was a lot harder than Red and Blue, but also Red and Blue was broken. <laughs> um, so, uh, so trying to get all of them was uh i just i just burnt out also i like 
I, I, I do love the idea of, like, night and day mechanics, mm. but also, like, being in school and, like, not, like I was uh, a nerd who focused on my academics. It was hard to, like, catch yeah, stuff during the day. Yeah, night and day oh, actually yeah. was against real time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. Game yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, I was often, I do, like, the mystery gift as I was having breakfast, because I think you could do that. Because I had my Game Boy, I had both gold and silver, mm-hmm. because I saved my allowance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I had my brother's Game Boy, so every morning I would just... Like, while I was having breakfast, do the mystery gift with myself to get some stuff for my room, which yeah. is hilarious that they had a thing <laughs> in there where it was, like, decorate your room through gifts you get from friends. Oh, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and then, like, I wouldn't get to actually play until around 5 o'clock in the evening after I'd done homework and everything. Yeah. So I'm thinking about Gold and Silver, the night and day mechanic, now that you bring it up. I wonder if that's the first RPG to have a specific time passage mechanic. At least and American I mean, release, right? Yeah, because uh. I'm trying to think. Because like I know there are other. Because every other RPG that I'm thinking of leading up to that, like we were just in the early N64 era. I can't yeah. think of any RPGs before the N64 era that had like a time mechanic. Sure. Yeah, because they had a built-in clock in the cartridge. Yeah. Uh, which is part of the reason why those cartridges don't work as well now, because mm-hmm. the clock battery has died. Sure. Um, but yeah, it would have to be, like, it would have to be built into the cartridge. It would have to be um, like a system that could do that kind of thing. I don't know if the PlayStation kept time in any way, shape, or form. I imagine that. it Well, did. I feel like that's why RP- modern RPGs just have like an accelerated time system. So, like mm-hmm. when you, so like you know, in Ocarina of Time, you know, time passes like day to night at an accelerated rate. So a day oh, yeah. is like something like five minutes of game time or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, that. even like open world games do that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing Assassin's Creed four mm-hmm. right now and sure. that one, if you're just wandering around the map, you'll see a dawn to dusk shy- mm-hmm. cycle go on. Do you think Chinchu was uh because it has that angular fish with the light on it, was a like a day or nighttime thing like to like do you think it was huh. more do you think it was more of a nighttime thing? Like it's easier to catch because you can see it at night. Huh. Sort of Maybe, like I don't think Maybe that's when it's I, out, because I figured that's when it would be out trying to hunt. Well, now like, I have yeah. to look this up, but I don't remember seeing anything about it being exclusive to any time. Let's see that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, I think it was so, more just, like, if you didn't care about fishing and you didn't care about getting all of them, you would miss this Pokemon, because you have to And I never really fish with water types. Yeah. You know me. Yeah, there's just a couple, right? Uh, yeah, here we go. This is for the crystal thing. It says, um, Chinchu isn't available. Wait. Uh, I think it's only available at night. Really? Oh, wow. Maybe. I don't huh. know. I'm, yeah, I'm also reading off that. of message boards very quickly. So. Oh, well, here, check Bulbapedia. That's always yeah, yeah, yeah. the default resource for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm on game FAQs, game facts. Hmm. Well, while we're on the bioluminescent uh, lure thing, I mean, so we talked about the unbelievability of Pokemon designs, but this is something that actually happens in nature. Yeah. Anglerfish have this. Yeah. Um, in reading about this, anglerfish, surprisingly everywhere, they're all over the ocean. They're oh, really? In, yeah, they're in shallow oceans. They're in deep ocean. They're, like, all sure. over the place. And there's, like, a variety of speciation sure. um, from, like, all different types of sizes. What's weird to me is that they don't really commit to making either of these. Like, they just take the bioluminescent lure. Yeah. And, I mean, Pokemon, my wish throughout many of these episodes has been for Pokemon to just go a little bit deeper into some, like, scary designs and, like, give us a little <laughs> bit of a Lovecraftian horror Yeah, that would nightmare. be great. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Because we have those in the real world. Look up an anglerfish, folks. It's a terrifying goddamn oh, yeah. creature of the deep. It's all teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do. Look, hey, I really, I, I absolutely agree, but uh, they are the best-selling franchise of all time, beating Hello Kitty. I mean, they Whatever must be doing, doing something baby, right. it's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they must know? be doing something right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they 
must be doing something right. Uh, but no, I agree. Uh, I but then again, I am also a 35 year old man. It's like, yeah, man, I want something tough. Like, yeah. I'm playing Pokemon. Like, but you're absolutely right. It should look like an angular fish. Like, I think that the reason why Lantern its evolution doesn't get used is because it looks stupid. It looks Aww. like a bad version of a seal. Like, no, I think the again. I wouldn't. I'd say it's more like it takes more of a bass influence. I think. Um, yeah. It is looks it, more like a sea bass or something like that. Is that what it is? Okay. Maybe. I, I That's don't just think, my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, for me, it's just, like, I think that even if it's not a great Pokemon, it will see slightly more use even if it has, like, a fun design. Um, and this does, I think it evolves into something that, uh, A, isn't, com- I don't imagine it's competitive. I think it's cool that it's, like, both water and electric type. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, it doesn't look cool. I don't think it. Pl- it's not the best water type by anything. I bet you it's faster than some other ones. Oh yeah, I feel like yeah. Lantern is this generation seal and dugong. Oh no, there are worse Pokemon. How dare you do that to my boys? This I generations. Will... I mean, no, there. I I will have to look through the I generations. Have to look through the but there's some again definite. Before I can, you guys are definitely hard pressed. We got some losers <laughs> coming up. Don't you worry. We got some I... serious losers in terms of barely trying. Yeah. But, I mean, there were there yeah. were ones that were going to be more like Seal and Dugong and Dratini esque. I think the original designs of what Feraligator um, and all those other uh, mm-hmm. sorry, what's the original one? Totodile. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, like I think that like it had. If you look at the sprite set or the beta versions of the sprites, it was more seal like. Yeah. Um, and, and not then, in a Popilio way, but like just. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like that's what they were gonna go with with that. But maybe you're right. Maybe they just pushed those designs over to here. Um. But yeah, I don't like. It's not. It's one of those Pokemon. It feels like a throwaway Pokemon. And and I think that let's say for comparing it to Crobat, I would probably use that more hmm. than this, just because there's so many better water types. And usually you want one that has um, surf and uh uh like which that one can have surf, but like. If we're going like gold and silver stuff, like I'd, I'd, why, why would I change from Feraligator? Yeah, or gold yeah. and silver had three water HMs. Yes, waterfall, yeah. surf, uh, surf, and, and whirlpool. Oh yeah, whirlpool. Yeah, whirlpool uh, so was okay. Wasn't I'm whirlpool to escape. Whirlpool uh, was like fire spin. Oh okay. Yeah, so like it trapped your opponent, but then you had to physically get over whirlpools and a few of the cave dungeons. Okay, yeah, I thought it was like for... They um, went crazy on the HMs. I didn't like that. For some reason, yeah. I thought it was like an automatic escape from battle type of thing. Like, so when you were getting trolled by, like, Zubats in a cave, just uh, use Whirlpool and just automatically run away. Hmm. That makes sense. But yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to defend this line because I love these guys, and I have <coughs> forever. Uh, I was very excited by them in the lead-up to the domestic release of Gold and Silver because, like, all of the websites were showing, like, here are the new Pokemon, here are the new cards that are in Japan right now, and they'll come to us next yeah, yeah. year. So when I saw that there was a water electric type, which yeah. is this first real weird typing combination yes. that we get starting in this generation, I was all over that. Especially because like, the card is an electric card that uses water energy. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I love it. Um, Do you think the also, card is better than the game version of the Pokemon? Uh, no, I think probably the game version is better because <laughs> okay. it's got better moves than the card. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, uh, I think Game Freak loves this Pokemon because it has appeared on every game cartridge since. Hmm, like, really? I looked. It's available in every... It's on every Dex because uh, Black and White did their independent thing, but uh-huh. it's on every cartridge. Like, if you play any Pokemon game aside from the Gen 1 remakes, you can get a Chinchu. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can imagine they like it. Intriguing. Yeah. There are very few Pokemon that can lay that claim to yeah. fame, aren't there? Like, not even Psyduck can make that claim anymore. I don't even think 
Pikachu can. No, Pikachu wasn't in black and white at all. There you Wait, go. which one? Black and white one or black and white two? Uh, one. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I overlooked it. I, I stopped playing at black and white and then picked it up at Sword and Shield, so. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. Hey, man, comedy shit took over, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, being an adult, like, working on other stuff, didn't have time for video games. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. I love this line. I used it when I was playing Heart Gold. I might have used it back in my youth. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, like I made a point to use this line because I love it, and it's just such a wonderfully odd type combination that you don't see like ever. I think you're selling me on that. I think that is really good. Um, that being said, again, probably would still not end up using it. I, yeah. I think I only use a handful of Pokemon each game of generation. Like, how much would you guys mm-hmm. say you actually go through? Like, how many? Do yeah. you, can you switch out and be like, these are my Pokemon? Yeah, I mean, this one was in my locked-in final team. Like, I wanted okay. having both this and Ampharo, so I was doubling up on the electric. But okay. Yeah. yeah, I have okay. a cousin who is very into that level of the science behind yeah. Yeah, these yeah. stat mm-hmm. blocks and all that stuff. So he would always advise me, like, these are the six best Pokemon in terms yeah. of, like, your stats. So I would just know, like, for Gen 2, I got to get me a Tyranitar. Like, yes. right mm-hmm. the gate. One of my favorite Pokemon. Yeah. Still still use it to this day. It's Mine's German t- now. It's a tank no, and a bruiser. It's German. <laughs> yeah, it, go, it goes by the name Despotar. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Despotar. Oh, that's I said it with a Spanish accent, but I, it's, it's pretty much it's Despotar. Like yeah. Despotar. Despotar. Yeah. But when, uh, when the new Smash was revealed and they were talking about like how it had all the language settings, I'm like, what, I need to find this. Uh, the villager from Animal Crossing, its name was kind of hilarious because it's uh which language second? is this by the way for german german uh, yeah german word for villager ah dorfben wolner so you got like villager and it rolls the and all of this other stuff and then wolner do we have any german <laughs> listeners or german speaking listeners please correct us on that pronunciation just send us a voice memo at monmenpod on the twitter voice memo <laughs> or however yeah. you want to communicate that whatever your preferred medium is yeah the one thing I don't like about this line, though, is the shinies, which is just, like, it's kind of faded blue for Chinchu and a little more purpley for Lantern. Like, otherwise, yeah. I have no problems with them. That's weak. Yeah. I don't I don't like it when it's just, like, it's normal. I uh, I caught my first shiny in um, uh, Sword and Shield, my only shiny, was uh, Pillow Swine. Oh. Which mm. evolved into, uh, which. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the which is gold in the yeah. middle evolution, which is great, but it's the elephant one, it's mammoth kind swine. Of olive. Yeah, it's, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's like no. I can't impress people with yeah. it. it does, it's like it only gleams a little. It has that anime gleam, you know, mm. and then that's it. And then they'll be like, "Well, you go to shiny." My brother got uh, that. Uh, sh- he got a shiny version of the imp. I forgot what impidimp. Oh, impidimp. Yeah. And that looks cool. That's that's Ooh, great. Mm-hmm. I think that's really great. And then he traded it for something. I think it, a mew. And I was like, "Why? Why did you do that?" Because I'm not spending fifty dollars on a mew in a pokeball. I think that's where he was. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm okay with these guys. They are inspired by a very cool fish. I like them. I think, I think lantern. A little bit dolphinish is the kind of sense I got from yeah. like, especially with the yeah. smile. I can get that. Yeah, I don't. I, it looks like it's I trying to be. I don't like it that it smiles. It I looks like, like it's it trying smiles. to be like the mascot on a tuna can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. It is very uh, much Star God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My favorite subset of mascot is mascot that is advertising you eating it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yes. Like sure, I always yeah. like. I always love a barbecue restaurant where the logo is a pig that's wearing an apron and a chef's hat. 
Yeah, yeah. That's it's it is it, yeah. That is, eat me. I'm yeah. I'm nihilistic. Uh, that's yeah. why, and that's why, despite their terrible politics, you really gotta respect Chick Fil A's marketing. I know. Because that's they what hit I was on something of. with the goddamn cows. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, the, they it's a complete obverse of that. Mm-hmm. Just. Or yeah. reverse, I guess. Actually, oh, I think uh, it, I think it took like what it took like sixty years of advertising as a science, or something like that, before uh, somebody looked at Don Draper and said, "Why do we have the chicken advertising eating itself?" <laughs> 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 I think people just didn't know how to a to see something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of eating, lanterns eat starmies apparently, which makes me respect it a little bit because starmies are like units. They look crunchy. I think that if I remember, if I recall like the size, Gordita Supreme. they're something like three feet tall or something like that. So. Oh, they are huge. Yeah, like, I every think the, yeah, Starmie's like the size of Misty, right? Mm-hmm. Oh God, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Every Pokemon, I mean, Pokemon have a minimum size threshold. So even if they were taking down a one foot tall, eight legged star creature with psychic abilities, I'd still be <laughs> impressed. Yeah. Um. I mean, they also regenerate their limbs. You don't have to eat the whole thing. In fact, mm. it's probably better not to kill it. So it's sustainable, <laughs> is what you're saying. That yeah. is some. Um, the ocean has eyes, serial killer shit. Like it just traps a starmie and just like eats a limb. I love it. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, oh god, there's there's vampire fiction where our where there's like the human that is kept by the vampire family to just regularly feed upon. Sure. Oh. Uh, there's yeah. the opposite of that in True Blood season one or two where they keep uh, a gay vampire uh, who is what's his name from uh, Office Space with the big bottle glasses. Oh, it's Stephen Root? Yes, it's oh. Stephen Root. Couldn't think of his name. Um, yeah, uh, they keep him to drink his blood to get high on V, which is vampire blood. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I, um, yeah, I don't know why I'm acting, like, so prissy about this, because I literally had it happen two weeks ago in my uh, D&D campaign that I DM that, the char- that my players found a dwarf family that had captured a half-orc. And was okay. slowly eating him and sacrificing his limbs to uh, elder gods. Just a note: uh, it says in Pokemon Go that Starmie is 1.1 meters tall. Oh, okay. We're going metric on this one. That three, uh, that's like three. And that's Lantern three feet, yeah. is 1.2, I guess, long. So I mean, that's Anaconda shit. It's eating yeah. something that is as big as it is long. Basically, it, yeah. Have you guys seen that video of the anaconda that they cut open after it had eaten a dude, by the um, way? I didn't see a video, but I remember on Rotten.com back in the 90s, roughly <laughs> around this time, seeing something like that. Oh, this video, this is relatively new news. I think okay. it, like, happened. this happened just, like, a couple months ago, and they found, like, the anaconda with, like, a human-sized bulge. And, yeah, they killed it, cut it open, <laughs> a God. dude just rolled out. Uh, yeah. All right. Hey, wow. can you handle life, man? Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of things just bursting out, let's talk about babies. Um, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So this is so now we're back to the other side of the annexation. So we have a couple of prequel Pokemon today. Three, in fact. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I hate all of them. <laughs> um, my show notes are. It's very. It's it happens semi regularly that I just straight up just let my hate flow through even the show notes. Sure. And so I'm just gonna read this. Very I called it a. Video. I called Pichu a quote goddamned tryhard pretender to the throne. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Pichu, the first of our technically four babies we're covering today. Uh, Pichu is electric type, and yeah, it's just my philosophy on the. I feel like we're gonna talk about the babies kind of all together, but we'll take it step by step. I feel like the thing of the babies is that they exist to draw your attention to the breeding mechanic, but they're you know, they don't really do much, especially these first three. Like, the later babies we get are a little more interesting, but these mm-hmm. first three are just, like, what if we took already cute Pokemon 
and made Muppet Baby versions. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think they hid Pichu behind the proper mechanic because as I recall in the game, you could only get a Pichu by breeding Pikachus. Oh, yeah, all of these babies in gold and silver you could only get through breeding. Well, yeah. so what I so what I the reason why I bring that up is because they could have done it the opposite way, which I think would have been much less effective in terms of okay, now in gold and silver you're only seeing Pichu in the wild and you've got to evolve them to get a Pikachu if you want a Pikachu now. Right. Or, right. and let, and now they put Pikachu and Raichu behind that yeah. evolution. They've right. done that later, like in I know off the top of my head that in uh gold no, sorry, uh in Sun and Moon you would encounter the babies in the wild. Yeah, and you can really? evolve. Yeah, okay, like I got a Magby in the wild that eventually was able to turn into a full Magmatar. Yeah, I mean, okay. I gotta wonder which one's the more effective route to go with that in terms of like how do we play off of people's completionist mechanics while also satisfying them to some extent and yeah, accounting yeah. for the people that aren't OCD completionists. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is pure completionism because there's no need to have them yeah. other than to fill in your decks. Um, I absolutely agree because uh, I remember like they have a baby Wobbuffet in this area and stuff like that. I don't remember if this is the case for this. Uh, remind me because it is the case now in mm. Sword and Shield. Uh, sorry, I keep making references to it. It hey, is the most no, recent one. Hey, it's, no, it's, uh, we've yeah. done oh, plenty on. of those. Don't you worry. Um, but, um, like, for example, I think Wobbuffet, in order to have a baby... First of all, you obviously have to find, like, a female Wobbuffet. I wasn't... I don't remember if you can breed it with a ditto. I imagine you could. I think so. Like, any but it needs Pokemon a with a gender can mm-hmm. yeah. be... Yeah, like... Yeah, any Pokemon with a gender can breed with ditto. Okay, yeah. Sure, yeah. And then I think it needs... It needs to hold a specific item to make the baby happen yeah Yeah. like that's the other weird thing of this um basically retcon is like with the first generation of babies it was oh well we didn't have this mechanic before so yeah of course there are babies you didn't see before it all makes sense but then when they introduced new ones they're like oh we need to come up with a cover for why you couldn't get like a wobbuffet baby form i mean i think the reason why you have to be the reason why you didn't see baby Pokemon in Kanto is because Professor Oak was the only one getting action in Kanto. <laughs> From Ash's <laughs> mom. With the... Oh, uh, no, okay. We I accept that as show <laughs> canon. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, so like in later generations, they were like, oh, well, it has to be holding this special incense, and yeah. then the egg you get will be a uh, a Mantyke or whatever. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the egg mechanic, again, you're right. I think it is very completionist. Mm. Um, my understanding, again, I didn't go deep into the stat side of things. My understanding of, uh, what is the advantage of getting these, like, baby Pokemon and trying to raise them up is that even though they're, uh, very weak on, like, HP, um, their attack stats are, because they're, un- they're not, they haven't had a clear control of their powers, are supposed to be a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, really? more huh. powerful, which... Well, that's I- the advantage of breeding Pokemon. They're always going to have, like, a slight edge over what you could catch of them in the wild. Right, okay, yeah, and, and, and this is transferred over to Smash Brothers in the fact yes. that Pichu is S-tier over Pikachu, but it does hurt itself when it uses its moves, uh, yeah. its uh, its uh, special moves like its electric powers, and stuff which like is that. so funny. Well, and like yeah. now with the rage mechanic in Smash Ultimate, yeah, when it attacks itself, that causes more damage, <laughs> and when you get to higher levels of damage, you cause more damage with your own attacks. So, <laughs> yeah, so P two kinds of feeds itself in that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, since I'm not person, since I'm not a Smash player, and you know, like I said, I haven't. My experience with Pokemon has like ebbed and flowed. 
I just yeah. kind of look at I look at it in terms of like a narrative, so I definitely looked at it as a prequel to Pikachu. Yeah. No, that's very case, fair. In which case, like this prequel doesn't do anything interesting for me in terms of the design, except for okay. say here is another thing that we want you to love as much as the original thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mentioned this in the show notes, Patton Oswalt's bit on prequels is very, like, hidden in that bit about how he doesn't want to see the thing that he likes before it was the thing that he likes. <laughs> sure, like Just Joker. give me the thing that I like. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. totally. Pichu is very much that, where it's like, okay, unless you're saying something interesting, you don't need to say anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, this is just also my uh, whatever like comedy brain or whatever but i i don't under or maybe it's just my just my game brain like i don't like as like as part of a completion movement or whatever like why does every pokemon have to be an egg why you know like <laughs> i sure i don't know what the hell like clefairy and jigglypuff are they can have eggs they're all but, birds and reptiles apparently <laughs> yeah it's like uh but pichu is like clearly very mammalia you know so what I mean? when they release ultra sword and ultra shield you want pokemon live birth yeah, that'd be great. I think that's what it should be. Instead of instead of spend, instead of doing thirty or three hundred <laughs> steps, it's just it's like you being there as like a doula for your Pokemon. <laughs> you have to use the you have to press A to get the right push. Yeah, yeah. That's Has great. anyone here seen City Slickers? That classic Billy Crystal. Movie? I have, but not in a, I, yeah, not in a long forever. time. The scene where he has to like help the calf give like help the cow give birth. Um, I'm thinking about that except Ash as Billy Crystal with like a Tauros. Oh no. So that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's why you have Pokemon lay eggs for the kids so that they don't have like they Billy Crystal Ash. I th- you know what? I think kids, I think we're too removed from reality. Let them watch it. You hey, know? Pokemon Duel is going to be the first M-rated Pokemon game. I, I mean, there it. are already a lot of very sketchy still images from Pokemon episodes, especially hmm. the ones that don't make it to America. But like, yeah, the still image of Ash, like shoulder deep in a Tauros. <laughs> How many don't make it to America? The only one I'm aware of is the po- uh, the Porygon episode, which is a health hazard. The Porygon episode, they which only again, aired Pikachu the Pikachu Safari- was the one who caused that health hazard. Mm, okay. They only aired the Safari Zone episode once, and it has uh, not been brought back which, since. I thought. No, I, I think Safari Zone never aired because that was the one where a gun was pointed directly in Ash's yeah. face by the Safari Zone. Which warden. we've talked about. It before. It was the one where uh, there's a beauty contest. And one thing leads to another, and James gets inflatable tits for the purpose of <laughs> yeah the thing. God, I don't really like early, especially like early uh, 2000s, late 90s anime. They like Sailor Moon is awful. Like they Americanized <laughs> it. Like they they got rid of the lesbians. Oh yeah, yeah. They did they did all sorts of things. Like um, they they have such a strong people. friendship. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they're very good. They're cousins. Yeah. They're not even friends. They're just really intimate cousins, which can be either really Southern or really royal, very blue-blooded. <laughs> that's how, That was always my thing about the South. God. They'd be like, you guys are cousin fuckers. Yeah, you know who else fucks their cousins? Royalty. The Habsburgs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, God. yeah, by the way, that's uh, when I... Uh, the Habsburgs, so I, the only royal family without lips. Yeah, they. Uh, I. Uh, it's funny because I majored in Spanish when I was in college, oh. and uh, I, I had to read a lot of their history books and stuff like that. And I remember... I remember seeing pictures of like Carlos the fifth or Carlos yeah, the second. Yeah, because it was Goya. No, not Goya. It was some, maybe one it was of them. Goya. Yeah, I think it was either Goya, Goya was, yeah, uh, or the Greek or El Greco or something. But I think it's Goya. Yeah, Goya um, was their royal painter, and he just went all in. He was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna try to make these people look pretty." I was trying to be culturally sensitive, but I was like, "These people look 
fucked up. <laughs> and it, it's like, it turns out they were even trying to like control their image a little bit. But like the main guy that everybody talks about, his tongue was so swollen and big, it couldn't be kept in his own mouth. Yeah. Uh, what this has to do with Pokemon, I don't know. Well, it's about I mean, censorship, I guess. I At least Lickitung 60% of all way. our episodes have nothing to do with Pokemon. Yeah, okay. That is how I, that is how yeah, I yeah. enjoy I'm it. Always, because... <laughs> I'm so sorry to just get yeah. us off the trail. Well, um, speaking of being off the trail and also speaking of prequels, uh, yeah, like you were saying about if it were the if it were supposed to be a story, it would be the story and not just a prequel. Exactly. Uh, this is one of the many failures of the Star Wars prequels for me, and this is now, as I said before, this is turning into a Star Wars podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, the story of Anakin's fall and the Empire's rise is a tale worth telling, but then they also are like, did you know Anakin built C-3PO? Here's where R2 came from. Here's Boba Fett as a kid. Hey, Yoda knows Chewie. And because I don't think the absence of C-3PO in prequels would have upset anybody. Uh, no. Eh. No, it didn't make sense. Like, as a fan... I feel like it was fun to have them there just because they're the connective tissue for all Mm -hmm. this. But yeah, like, it wasn't... You could just have C-3PO and R2 be there established already as this duo that just sees all the important events in the galaxy. And also, if you're going to establish C-3PO as the observer of all these important events and thus the storyteller as established in Return of the Jedi when he meets the Ewoks Mm -hmm. and then later on... Oh, wait, in episode nine, he just has his m- entire memory erased for the sake of a running gag about how he's meeting everybody for the first time again. I mean, Bail Organa. Which I Organ- was so dumb. I mean, I agree with that. you on it being dumb, but Bail Organa does say in the like one of the last lines in episode three is that get that protocol droid's mind erased. Anyway, yeah, yeah I mean, besides 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 Nintendo Power, the other <laughs> thing that I subscribe to was Star Wars Insiders. Oh yes, yeah. Okay, so like, was was Episode One a disappointment to me? Now I saw it on my last day of eighth grade twice. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow, okay. Uh, when it okay. came out, did the midnight showing and went again at the end of the day. Which for some reason I was so scared it was going to be sold out in my suburb of New Orleans, Slidell. It's like no, that's not <laughs> whatever, right? <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I remember denying to myself, and I, I guess I've done this with everything that I've liked. Whenever you saw it, you're like, no, it, it's still a good movie. It's still a good movie. Especially when you're younger, you're like, I can't hate it's this It's just thing. a little dirty. It's still good. It's still <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, 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 exactly, right? Um, and I just, I... Yeah, I like the prequels were that's all the new ones had to do was be a little bit better. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they I think they succeeded. People hated this ninth movie, the the mm-hmm. the Rise of Skywalker, still better than most of the prequels. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And, well, and yeah. I hmm. I mean, See, here's I would... where this is my one thing is that uh I think the prequels are a lot weirder. Like there's a lot more weird like weirder <clears throat> than uh Rise of Skywalker. Like there's yeah. nothing from Rise of Skywalker that can be like <laughs> there's no Dexter Jetser. There is no, mm-hmm. like, hey, Obi-Wan knows this guy who runs a 1950s-style diner on Coruscant, and also this guy knows how to identify assassins' blow darts. Sure. There's nothing yeah. that completely obs- insane and wonderful world-building in Rise I mean, of I do want to I do want to rewind, because I remember seeing the Star Wars Episode One for uh, a friend's birthday party when I was hmm. in sixth grade, yeah. and I remember my birthday... I had birthday that birthday so- party, not... The one you went to, yeah. but I had the same concept. That'd be very weird if it turns out that I've known you for 20 years without knowing that I've been <laughs> for 20 years. But <laughs> huh. there was a blue at my birthday when I was in sixth grade. And then we just the same one. And then we met each other actually for the first time ten years later in college. <laughs> um, I uh, no, so I went. So I remember like after going to that birthday party, I had a fun time at the birthday party because I went to see it with like a dozen friends. Yeah. Sure, sure. And then I got the VHS tape. 
yeah. again, if you listeners want to rewind and remember my description of what a VHS tape was, um, I remember watching it once on VHS, and then later on, like the second time I went to rewatch it when I was like bored on a Saturday, yeah. I realized, like, oh, I don't actually care about any of this. Let me just fast forward to the Duel of the Fates lightsaber yeah. fight. Yeah, it's and the then, best part of any Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. perpetually, I think all I would do, because this is before YouTube and <laughs> things like that, was I would just rewind the VHS tape to the start of that fight <laughs> and just watch, like, the last 15 minutes of the movie over and over still, again. Still, I would be I, – I, I dare call it the best – fight in cinema but uh it's <laughs> not it's not true yeah. at all i mean duel of the fates is exactly what you wanted from the star wars prequel it's like give yeah. me just like ridiculous lightsaber fights sure sure just like the matrix gave us dragon ball fights the I third mean, one yeah but yeah, that yeah, facility yeah. made no sense why were there oh, laser walls that went up and down I yeah on a timer <laughs> yeah by the way uh at the beginning of attack of the clones there's a guy who sells or trying to sell death, death sticks. sticks his name i can't remember the first name is sleaze bagano Edel, i think it's like Yvonne or something like that. Yvonne Sleazebagano. Sleazebagano. It's like it's, definitely sleep. Sleazebagano's in there. It's I bad. love that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of that. That's the yeah. thing. Like, the prequels to me are crazy bad. Rise of Skywalker is normal bad. There's nothing like completely absurdist and hilarious in Rise of Skywalker to me. I like the other two sequels. It just... Rise of Skywalker, disappointing to me. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing about it. Like, it's it's to me. I'm a Game of Thrones fan. Read all the books. Mm-hmm. When people are like, you know what ruined Game of Thrones the last season? It's like, dude, if you think that it was ruined on the last season, <laughs> like that's how like when people are talking about Rise of the Skywalker, I'm like, ah, no, 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 no. And uh, my favorite thing right now is that my brother, he's part of that generational divide of ten years, mm. and it's it's interesting because a lot of the the Zoomers, let's call them, mm. they they tend to like the prequels way more than anybody my age or older, especially the old, especially the older people, right? Mm-hmm. But it's fun to watch them freak out about the new movies, <laughs> and I'm just like, they have to be better than the ones that you like, <laughs> yeah. And, and they are, and by that yeah. regard, fuck the Zoomers. So you just reminded me of a past co-host from season one, Alex Cresswick, who actually has a very cogent argument for how episode one of game of thrones reveals that the show was always going to let us down from the okay. start yeah. just because it focused on all the wrong details and it's very it's a very good argument and pretty much everything that went wrong from season five onward just absolutely like she said like it's called out by this that and this in episode one what episode can i click into for more of course to give you guys more clout um, i'll link to, i'll link back to it in the show notes yeah. uh, uh, it's the kiss from a muck on the rose or something like that yeah i think it was, well because i think it was Muck and Seal, which yeah, is it was why the Muck and Seal episode from yeah. season one. Okay, okay, so. yeah, yeah. I'll check that yeah, out because I'm with yeah. that. I mean, but yeah, it was ruined season five and onward for me. But if there's something to go back to and point to, mm-hmm. oh yeah, there's right. a, I think there was still stuff to hang on to. Like, oh well, this character's still doing something interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, and you were just kind of, I think everybody was just pot committed at that point. It's like we've been with the show for six years, obsessing over it. Like I've been, well, I've been really good lately about giving up on a show if I feel like. It's not going anywhere. Dexter mm-hmm. watched seasons one through four, didn't watch it again until the last season, and was like, all right, I'm fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> uh, Weeds gave up after season three. Actually, that one I felt like, not. that's not true. I thought season three was awful, stayed on to season five, and was like, I am never doing this again wow. with a show. Uh, and was like, whatever. And so since then, if a show starts to dip, I'll check back in and see. Walking Dead, don't care. Don't need to know. Wa- I c- that show literally is The Walking Dead. It's still... <laughs> going yeah i mean i i have a much harsher limit for that i'm a three episode guy oh wow if i watch three episodes of a show and i don't enjoy it i just 
No, three up. episodes is enough. Three episodes is enough to know if you like it. Yeah. I famously am on on record as saying I I gave Chappelle show three episodes and I don't like it. Wow. Yeah, Fair. a lot of and I, I know. Right. Hot that. take. His stand up's way better than the show. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I checked out Walking Dead on Netflix when that dropped, and I watched the first episode and thought this is great, solid zombie thing. Second episode was like, this seems less great. And then I think in real time. The show started taking nose dive and like, okay, I don't have to worry about this anymore. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna watch something else. Is there? Is there? By the way, uh, uh, keeping it Pokemon related, for me, <laughs> Diamond and Pearl was my moment where I was like, I'm getting less interested in Pokemon. Hmm. I did not like a lot of the designs in Diamond and Pearl, and uh, I did play Black and White on emulator and i liked it a little bit better but i have noticed that there's like a law of diminishing returns where like even by sword and shield standards like i hit a wall like i was enjoying myself and then i stopped enjoying myself especially when i realized i couldn't do competitive play because it was a high barrier of entry there was definitely a couple of generations where i felt like a greater share of the pokemon felt more and more like found item pokemons oh sure i actually have this in the show notes yeah yeah Yeah. 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 a theory which is that I also have not played Sword and Shield as much as I have other ones. Yeah. But that's because I have a backlog of games to get to, plus sure. you know, life. Yeah, so oh, it's for like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've beaten the main campaign. I've beaten the most the main post game. I can still fuck around and look for Pokemon that I haven't caught yet. But also, I have to get to these other things I'm doing, and I only have so much time with all of the stuff that I want to do. Yeah. So, it's not. They didn't change the formula up too much. They di- like, and also like, this is another thing with like Gigantamaxing does not seem any more appealing. It doesn't seem any more appealing than Mega Evolutions, which yeah. is a lot better. Um, also, like Gigantamax, you couldn't use competitively, then you could, and then you couldn't again. <laughs> so Gigant- yeah. So uh, speaking of like the Mega Evolution thing, like the Mega Evolution thing comes from like bonding with your Pokemon. So what if like there were two Mega Evolutions for every Mega like Mega evolving Pokemon based oh, on like friendship third... or antipathy? Got it. That's like oh, if you're, po- that's if you're awesome. super Spartan with like your that. Pokemon, like yeah, yeah, you get yeah. Black Charizard, mm. who's like Blue Flame and all that. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that could then, be cool. Like there you go. I just always because yeah. I always believe there has to be a converse. You can't I, have friendship without. Yeah. I'm I'm with it, but like I think the greater question is what can Pokemon do to change up the formula overall? Like what is something that like I really did like the wild area in the new game. Oh yeah, the wild um, area is a blast. I, well, I, I'm not gonna get the DLC. I don't know if it's worth it. Well, let the me make DLC... a, let me make a blatant attempt to move us a little bit along here okay, and say yeah. that one thing that they attempted to do to spice things up is that they released a Pokemon in this generation that looks like a pig's behind. Well, <laughs> I think there's like one or two thoughts we have left about Pichu first, but I just okay, want to sure. say I the DLC I'm on board with because it looks like it's gonna be weird. It looks like there's gonna be some different stuff going on. I already like the Alo. Oh, sorry, the Unova. Sl- wrong gen. Uh, the yeah. uh, Galar Slowpoke. Uh, yeah, I'm. I haven't purchased it yet, but I'm looking forward to that. I think okay. it's gonna be fun. And I like that they're doing that rather than just releasing another game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to say about prequels. The one quote-unquote explainer prequel that I liked was the Wet Hot American Summer First Day of Camp miniseries. Because, <laughs> like, they explained everything, but every explanation was the most absurd, ridiculous thing. And any new... They did that thing <clears throat> where, you know, oh, hey, this is a character that has never been mentioned before, uh, wasn't in the original show. Oh, of course they're going to murder him brutally. And it was always funny. Just like... I, I haven't yeah. seen it, but it was one of my favorite movies throughout college. That oh, and Grandma's God. Boy was something we used to get trashed and watch. Wet Hot so, yeah. American Summer is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, like, I love that they just 
eased into everything about an explainer prequel and made it work. I I do think it would be pretty awesome if the way they explained away something uh, in Pokemon is if somebody ended up being brutally murdered by like Team Rocket, <laughs> but they don't have the guts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you didn't see uh, the Johto professor. Who was he again? I can't remember. Professor Elm. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was dealing with his family being brutally murdered, and he's just getting over it. I forgot there was that like one still image from like a Tumblr post of like Jesse and James first meeting and just being super badass and dramatic about how professional they are, and oh, then my. like the commenter saying, and then they proceeded to fuck up everything royally for the next <laughs> six years. Oh, yeah, man. I'll save my thoughts on the baby Pokemon for when we get done with all three of these sure. main babies. So let's just move on to Cleffa. All right, so I'll start us off with Cleffa, which is to say that I just think it deserves to be punched. Yeah, fairy type, uh, really nothing to say other than its uh, Neo Genesis card is adorable because it's sitting among uh, bales of wool or like, you know, yarn, yarn. That's it. There's nothing else to say. Well, you know what? Actually, the fact that you brought up fairy type will lead us back into a conversation about Crobat, which is that poison seemed rather ineffective, like an underutilized type until fairy came about. Because hmm. that is fairy's like major weakness hmm. is poison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I appreciate that there was a fairy type. Um, not that I think that normal is lazy, but just anything they didn't have a category for was just like, yeah, it's normal. <laughs> I really appreciate fairy type. Uh, that wasn't the case with gold and silver. But um, just if we're talking about something. I- I don't care for this Pokemon. I'll say that real quick. I don't. I don't oh, yeah. care about this baby Pokemon. Right. Like the baby Pokemon types, honestly. Like it's like, yeah, that's cute. I guess. Uh, I just think it's a thing. It's not something I play the game for. But uh, I do. I have more to say about there being a fairy type, and that these <laughs> these things are like these things exist to be weakened by poison, and I think that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, poison and steel, which is a great combination of weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of the fairy type because for whatever reason, and this is my theory about it, they somehow made the fairy type weak against what I think are strong against the types that people who would scoff at a fairy type sight unseen. Yeah, yeah. Would pick so like it's strong against dragons. It's strong against like all these like fighting beefcake yeah. types and yeah, then, yeah. Like, that's great and then fairy just comes in little little pig butt here comes in and wrecks him <laughs> well, <laughs> and you know what else is a fairy well actually normal slash fairy Iglybuff. it's interesting that they do that dual type whereas the other fairies got retconned into just being pure fairies this one here's a dual type normal fairy yeah oh they kept it normal and fairy yeah okay. which is weird yeah yeah the whole every family. other every other fairy got turned into just straight fairy except for this guy Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You talking about Cleffa or Iglybuff? Oh, Iglybuff. we're moving right into Iglybuff. Yeah. We, we just want to punch Cleffa. Do you have okay, anything cool, to add cool, about cool. Cleffa? Because it's just it's baby Clefairy. I'm done. Okay. Like the problem. Yeah. Right. Like again, I there's this is it follows the issue of like I actually think Cleffa is kawaii, right? So that's why it exists, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, love it. I think it's adorable. Um, but like, it's one of those things that like, as it progressively evolves, like, I think Clefairy's fine. I mm-hmm. don't like Clefable. Do you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Oh yeah, I agree. Huh. Um, okay. what is, uh, what, uh, Jigglypuff isn't, or not, sorry, not Jigglypuff. Um, Igglybuff? Igglybuff. W- Igglybuff, Jigglypuff, and Wigglytuff. Yeah. Wigglytuff. Don't like Wigglytuff. It looks weird. It's like an <laughs> elf thing or whatever. It's just like, it's, it's, uh. It's like a balloon rabbit, basically. It yeah. also has the, I do want to remind listeners that Igglybuff has the weird lore that its fur is so soft that you can't stop petting it if you touch it. Igglybuff does or Wigglytuff? That is great. It's like Slurm One of for them. tactile. Like a tactile Slurm. Oh, no, sorry, Wigglytuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. yeah. yeah it's yeah, just yeah. that yeah. weird, like, extreme cashmere thing. Well, I think the thing with these three babies is that 
clearly when they introduced the baby mechanic, they were like, well, we have to have one for the mascot. Because obviously. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, I guess Clefairy, well, Clefairy got one because that was supposed to be the mascot originally. And they were like, well, really? we might as well give that an honor of giving it an addition to its line. And then uh, Jigglypuff was all over the merchandise and the anime. Uh, wow, that was weird. And the anime. So, yeah. you gotta give that a baby as well. Hmm. It's a, it's popular enough to be in Smash Brothers, right? Oh, yeah. And it was in the anime, it had the marker. I think it, it's I think it's a much more charismatic Pokemon in the anime. I think that's a problem oh, that happens with a lot of I mean, of they definitely had the uh, Easter egg of the Jigglypuff with the marker in Detective Pikachu. Yeah, at the very end of the movie. Detective yeah, yeah. Jigglypuff. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. on the case yeah we were yeah. talking about this before and i'd love to hear your take on this but my theory for like the detective pikachu cinematic universe is yep. rather than just having a straight sequel i mean i thought the actors did a good job with the material i mean it's supposed to be a, an adaptation sure. of a relatively campy property yeah but um but i'd like it if they just explored different genres within the universe kind of like later stage marvel movies started doing okay. so like okay let's sure. go from a detective kind of noir movie Let's do an Indiana Jones adventure movie next. That could be really to cool. To get the yeah. ancient Mew. Yeah. I don't think it has to be a uh, Detective Pikachu cinematic universe so much as a Smash Brothers detective or uh, uh, cinematic go. universe with Sonic movie <laughs> and uh, yeah, like uh, the the original Mario Brothers with the guy from Roger Rabbit. At the end of uh -huh. the next Pokemon movie, it's going to be Bob Hoskins. It's going to be Ryan Reynolds Pikachu and coming home after a long case, and sure. Sonic is waiting there saying, "I'm assembling a team." Sure. And I I, I would have said uh, Howard the Duck, but that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Duck's Marvel, please. Yeah, yeah, I know. But he's like in everything. They just always are like, hey, here's Howard the Duck. And everybody just goes, yes, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. I, I grew up on that movie, so uh, I oh, actually, wow. that's a movie I really like. Another George Lucas classic. I know, I know. Yeah, um, um, yeah. yeah so Igly Buff, this dumb baby gets some bonus points for me just because all of its lore is that its vocal cords aren't fully developed, so it can't sing well. And I think that's a very endearing. I think that's very endearing. Actually, you know what? Uh, can I make this parallel between Star Wars and Pokemon? I feel like wouldn't be the first they, time. Uh, we won't be the first time. Not yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. How dare you. <laughs> I just think about whenever they come out with like like Black and White Two or Emerald or Yellow. It's like George Lucas saying, "Like this is our special edition with minor updates. <laughs> yeah. You buy a buy a whole new ticket to watch the same thing." <laughs> but now Java's uh, computerized and Han steps on his tail. Yeah, it's like this whole thing where it's like. Like, yeah, I, that's actually what I think I'm going to like about the DLC, uh, even though I'm not getting it, is that you don't have to buy a whole new game. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be great. Anyway, so yeah. I do like the idea of, like, uh, they release a special edition of the game <laughs> every every cycle. But that's what these guys are, right? These are just, like, unnecessary editions where you're retconning and just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I These feel like are the baby Boba Fetts. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Pokemon kind of operates on that like iPhone schedule where every other generation is kind of like the S version of the iPhone. Yeah. And you get like a full upgrade later on. Totally. And yeah. this is definitely the S version for Pokemon Red and Blue. They worked out some of the some of the uh, glitches and stuff like that. Oh, they absolutely. Added, yeah, yeah. They yeah. augmented, added on to certain lines and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. They fixed. I mean, they fixed the game. Uh, I mean, again, well, I, I feel like the, like the night and day I, and the, the breeding thing are nice additions. Mm -hmm. um, I just really can't see it being more than busy work in a lot of ways because mm -hmm. I don't – I personally – I have less fun with the breeding mechanic than I do the night and day thing. The night and day thing is full of surprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I know what I'm getting with the eggs. But I get, but I agree with you on like the sentiment there that like <clears throat> Pokemon Gold and Silver in modern parlance like yeah. definitely feels like DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. like red and blue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go that far because it's it's its own full game. It's not like 
Yellow or Crystal, which were basically the same game as before, but a little remix. So you're saying it's a little bit more like Fallout New Vegas. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I <laughs> never I played. New, no, no I never played Fallout New Vegas. So disaster. <laughs> oh God, I never played. I've not played a Fallout, so I can't really give the comparison there. But you played I'm saying, Outer like, no, I haven't. Oh, you were telling. Oh yeah, I thought you were I'm the waiting one for it to come it. to Switch. Eventually. Oh, that's right. yeah. I thought Outer Worlds came to Switch. No, it's coming. It was supposed to come in March, and then they announced that because of coronavirus, it's going to get delayed until, like, April, but now it's going to be physically released on a cartridge. They have, so, well, yeah, they game have recommend- quarantine the discs and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, game but- recommendation if you're a fan of true RPGs, um, and we're disappointed by the fact that Fallout 4 just basically turned the series into a first-person shooter with some dialogue. Um, like, I just hated the fact that, like, Fallout 3 and especially New Vegas, like, your charisma actually meant something. Like, oh, I don't have to go in guns blazing. I can actually talk my way out of shit. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. But I, sometimes that's inevitable. But, like, Outer Worlds definitely gets back to that DNA mm-hmm. of, like, oh, I just maxed out my charisma score and I can just smooth talk my way through every mission. That or I that. maxed yeah, out yeah. my idiot score and I will shoot my spaceship into the sun. I will dumb my way through the mission, and then you end up as President of the United States and impeached uh, and bragging at a national prayer breakfast about uh, how you're acquitted. I, I'm you, just reading your show but, notes here, because uh, I looked at this too. You said they originally had 17 baby Yeah, I've, okay. So I was looking at those. I was looking at yeah. those, uh, like researching the podcast. I had seen some of these. Yeah, so they originally had 17 babies. We only ended up with seven, thank God. <laughs> So, the ten unused babies were going to be for Vulpix, Tangela, Goldeen, Paris, Doduo, Meowth, Ponyta, Grimer, Growlithe, and Mr. Mime, the latter of which would appear in Gen 4. We'd get Mime Jr. Was yeah. it going to be Douno? Uh, no. Uh, that one... Uh, so, there are only two... Most of the babies were just <clears throat> pointless. It was like, what if we made Meowth a little bit cuter and babier? What if we made Ponyta just like a little pony with a small fire? Uh, the I only don't two like that are... those changes. That's yeah. not an yeah, evolution. Really they were all... growth spurt. Yeah, they were all terrible, except yeah. for these two that I think were pretty entertaining. Uh, Paris was basically a baby Paris, like the little bug bit that was coming out of a big mushroom, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which, neat, neat. Uh, and Baby Doduo is two birds' heads in a nest. Okay, I know what I, I know what I ultimately did not like about the baby Pokemon. It is that they aren't an evolution. They're a baby. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's ultimately what I was like, nah, okay, so it's just growing. Uh, like, so, so in the same way that, like, Butterfree, Lion, Caterpie, like, whatever, it's like, oh, it's it's not really evolving. But for some <laughs> reason, that never bothered me. And this is where me. the lore gets really confusing, because, like, when you dig into Bulbapedia, they'll refer to the Pokemon's babies, and then you're like, so you're talking about the first evolution, or you're talking about a baby for it? Like, is there such a thing as, like, a baby of a later stage evolution? Yeah. That is just in this world yeah. like two charizards fucking have a charizard or do they have charmanders and that's the baby it would be pretty funny if like if i guess in this lore oak and ash's mom are banging and she has a, a chimpanzee or something like that <laughs> she gives she gives birth to an egg yeah yeah, yeah, yeah an egg an egg she gave she gave birth to ash and yeah. we saw his first day of life <laughs> in that first episode that's why he's <laughs> such a goddamn dumbass <laughs> Speaking he's only of at level one. Speaking of other confusions to the lore, since you watched the anime, the Togepi thing—the fact that Togepi turned out to just be a Togepi—actually okay. made me mad as hell because I thought that this was the show finally acknowledging, like, oh, they Pokemon do have like a larval baby form, yeah, yeah, and then turn into an actual Pokemon, and that's what they definitely implied in the show for the longest okay. time with Togepi. Huh. I don't so- think that's nearly as disappointing as the GS ball. You know oh what I mean? god! Yeah, uh, which uh, I don't. Uh, uh, okay, was that so, okay? So first, uh, just I want to since we're transitioning, Togepi is a fairy type uh, prior to Gen 
Six was normal, and Togetic, its evolved form, is fairy slash flying. Obviously, it was normal flying prior to Gen yeah. 6. Anyhow, yeah, um, the GS ball. Was that actually in our version of Crystal, or was that only the Japanese version? I don't. I didn't play Crystal. Okay. Uh, obviously, that. that's, that's again, you have to pay more money for like if, if you've bought two versions of the same yeah. game, having a third version of it. That's what it. I was gonna say. Is that your <coughs> your uh, like DLC comparison for Gold and Silver? Gold and Silver are their own full games hmm. versus like Crystal version, which is Gold and Silver, but we've changed it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah, thing no. happened with yellow, so that's yeah. So that's kind of where I get with like, like the Pokemon third... also having their S version. So yeah, 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 like yeah, those yeah, yeah. are the thirds version as they were known because yeah. it was always like yellow or crystal or platinum. Sure. Uh, emerald, I think, was one of those also. Mm-hmm. I think like for me, so like in terms of following the anime, like I did follow the Togepi episodes, and I got to a certain level of GS Ball, and I got to a certain level of the Johto League. Uh, I was watching it when it was on uh, Kids WB, mm-hmm. um, which was that the same for everybody? I guess, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so. Uh, yeah. 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 I've, I also have a lot of Canadian friends. They did not uh, see it on uh, WB. Uh, I don't remember what they saw it on. But uh, uh, but anyway. On um, City TV or something. Sure. Yeah. Much music. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, the uh, I. I stopped following after a while because they kept changing the schedule. So I never got to see the conclusion of the GS ball. But mm. when I read about it online, I was like, they didn't go anywhere with that. Like, I hate when they build up a so, storyline and they just, like, pull so back. So they on. had the GS ball in the anime. Because I know in the game, like, it was a special thing that in Japan you could get it. And uh, then you uh, get Celebi out of that. Yeah. So I feel like with some things in the anime, they definitely set them up to sell the games sure. and then it was kind uh, of resolved in the game that is yeah. that is all like again remember when we i we i mentioned this with zubat because brock used zubat um it's like uh togepi was you know i mean i the thing that it did was oversell me that this was going to be a great pokemon because hmm. somebody mm-hmm. was using it uh, there were cool things that happened in the in the show that i wish you could do in the game but i understand that it's kind of difficult i remember i saw a sand true there was like one there's this one person who Ash wanted to fight because he thought that this person was cruel to the Pokemon, and he would uh, use a whip on his Sandshrew and make him jump in water. But the Sandshrew didn't like that and would jump out, and he'd whip him to make sure he'd go back in there. Oh, yeah, to toughen him up against the water weakness. Yeah, so I that way that. he was more resistant to water type. And so then, you wanted to be able to whip your Sandshrew. So <laughs> I want be... to be able to animal abuse, uh, which I think is like – isn't that what the terrorists do And there's do that and Spartan white? relationship that I was talking about. You well, wouldn't have high friendship. You would have high, like, antipathy and, like, rivalry totally. with your Pokemon. Um, well, wasn't the black and white bad like, guys you know, thing, right? like, that they wanted to free all Pokemon for reasons? Uh, for PETA. They yeah, were basically they were PETA. PETA yeah. yeah, they were basically PETA. But yeah. also if PETA tried to become king of the world. Um, Are you saying they aren't? No, anyway. <laughs> I, uh, no, they're not that. They they're can't get that. a Super Bowl ad, so... Um, they're also really annoying. Like I remember doing the Occupy movement. We like we did a side protest outside of Fox Studios while they were um, uh, trying to... Uh, who's the... I cannot believe I just forgot his name. It's not Rupert Murdoch, is it? It's uh, yeah, I mean, it is. He's the big boss. Of yeah, Fox, yeah, yeah. So it yeah. is Rupert Murdoch. So we were like trying to protest like the CEOs, like or what, or not the board or whatever it was. They were voting him back in charge of Fox and stuff like that. And we were protesting, and like Peta came and made it all about themselves. And I was of just course like, he did. I was like, this has nothing to do with anything it takes well, a really bad marketing strategy to fuck up hey we like animals as well, a message they're, but they do they had that rejected super bowl ad this year where the idea was we're paying tribute to colin kaepernick's message by having animals kneel for their rights 
And lots of black people on Twitter were saying, did you just equate civil rights with animals? Did you just equate black people yeah. with animals? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, like, that's what PETA, PETA doesn't realize. Uh, anyway, I don't want to get into politics with PETA. <laughs> no. But yeah, uh, I, also have, me... like, I also have a friend who works for PETA right now, and he's great. Uh, but, <laughs> but, um, yes. So you will not be sharing this episode with him is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just so afraid he'll listen. <laughs> Dash, if you're listening, you're great. Uh, I just, these things just, you know. Shout out to Dash. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I... Uh, but overall, here's the funny thing, is that I do really like these Pokemon. I just think that, like, in terms of how they were introduced We're talking in the, the Togepi anime, line now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I do think that they were introduced in the anime in a really confusing way, because, like, for the longest time, they stretched out in the anime that it was supposed to be a mystery what Togepi was going to grow into. And it was like, no, it is a Togepi, apparently. Yeah. Oh, I see. You wanted, you didn't, you just wanted it, uh, you didn't even want Togepi to be the Pokemon. It they was were the baby. implying for the longest yeah, yeah. time that Togepi was like a larval form. Really? That I missed burst. that detail. Well, huh. I mean, if it, if it counts for anything, what it grew into was still a disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> so, that yeah. too. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, like, apparently Togekiss is a good, like, so oh, yeah. the, the third evolution mm-hmm. is supposed to be really good, but... Um, I'm not, uh, again, uh, like I'm not playing competitively. I'm, um, I'm, I think that if somebody were to play with it, if it just looked a little bit better, you might want to use it. I don't know. Like, it's just one of those things where I still think Togepi is the best version. Togetic looks awful. Oh yeah. Togetic <laughs> it looks is awful. So awkward. And it's like a weird mutated jawbreaker-ass-looking Pokemon. Yeah. I'd say it looks like Woodstock from Peanuts, but oh, yeah, like with a jawbreaker body for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they really were like, well, we've got this whole egg thing that we're doing here, so let's just keep going with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the middle stage is awkward as hell. We'll get to Togetic in about a year or two, and I'm sorry, yeah, Toga Kiss in about Togekiss, a year yeah, or two, yeah. and I think that's a much better monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, Togepi as a line just exists kind of as a teaser for Gen 2 that was in the anime and also as a way to introduce the egg hatching mechanic because Professor Elm gives you a mysterious egg that turns into Togepi Hmm. uh, early on in Gold and Silver. Yeah, I just don't... Again, it like... um, I I guess, like, I get... uh, There's not... Normal Pokemon are great because remember, like, again, this used to be mostly normal. um, But, like... I what are like what are the best normal type moves? It's like meteor punch and hyper like beam. Hyper beam. Yeah. Um, these are all things that like I just I again there's like another Pokemon that you can end up using instead of this yeah. that would be. I a lot do better. want to touch on the fact that it is super weird to me that a straight up Dragon Ball Z Kamehameha is a normal type move. I love it. The hyper beam. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even considered what type that move was until you guys said it, and then yeah. it just feels so weird. But I can't think Fine. of what other type Fine. it would be. Sure, yeah. sure. I mean, it could be fairy, but no, you're right. Yeah. I don't think it, it could. Fighting, right? Yeah, well, but Maybe, fighting, yeah, because I was about to say, like, maybe I guess physical. physical. They are I would think, physical. Yeah, sure, I would sure, think this yeah. would be more like psychic if it was going to be anything. Yeah, for sure. I was just yeah. thinking, I was just trying well, to get the direct beam. correlation with. Yeah, well, I'm just yeah. saying, like, if. Yeah, like, I was just thinking of direct correlation of what the Pokemon, Goku's a fighter. That's mm, all I was thinking of. That, that was where I went with it. I was like, yeah, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe they are. Like, some of the Dragon Ball Z characters are just things that just, like, what the hell is Tien? He's just a dude with a third eye. And Chao which... Tzu is a puppet? He's basically the guy from Mario RPG that Gino, a, a Gino who should be a Smash character. <laughs> I love that they're just like those four useless characters that they just keep in the background as extras who are like, 
very much there. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't um, get rid of Yamcha. They were like, well, they're your friends, you know. Because they were, for the first, like, run, at least when Raditz first showed up, they were, like, the connective tissue between the original Dragon Ball series and then, yeah. like, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that they kept hanging around. I mean... <laughs> so, like, they were the Degrassi teachers who were part of the original Degrassi class. Oh, my God. Can we talk about Degrassi? I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I watched it before Drake was famous. and uh, even Back when he was still Aubrey. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, and I remember seeing him when I was at LSU. Uh, he played a show, like, at my venue, and somebody was like, oh, you heard this guy named Drake? And I looked at it, and I was like, that's Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll go see Jimmy, I guess. Because the whole thing is, is that... When he said he like, I remember watching it on Noggin, and I remember when people when was he was Noggin. like, "Yeah, you know, I'm a rapper part time," and I was like, "Yeah, good luck with that." Every Nickelodeon <laughs> star and Disney star, <laughs> I say that, but the Disney stars like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. I mean, the thing is that they Christina never Christina too. I think was in that Mickey Christina, Mouse. Christina, yeah, yeah. They um, uh, Brian Gosling, who's not a singer, but he was in Kids Incorporated. There's a lot of people that were in it. Um, but, like, the thing is that they never individually shined uh, in the series where, like, that's the thing you're known for. But, like, good for him because he was one of my least favorite characters in the show. <laughs> um, I really liked Spinner. But, anyway, we can, we can move on from it's Drake. Always I've been to the actual so Degrassi. Well, it's a, it's an interesting intersection of, like, how people first encounter Drake. Like, do you know him as a rapper first? Or are you aware that he was on Degrassi? Because I definitely, like you, saw him first on Degrassi. And I was like, wait, are you talking about that guy from Degrassi singing this hit Dude, single? Dude, I've been, I've been to the real Degrassi. Uh, I, I've been, I was dating somebody from Toronto for five years, living there on and off, and I've been to the neighborhood that he's from. I do not believe he ever started from the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I know that we've already discussed this to exhaustion, but, like, he's also represented by my hometown guy, uh, uh, Lil Wayne. Like, Lil Wayne helped get him, like, really famous. Hmm. Which and is Lil, very weird to me. Which is super two. weird yeah. because I know where Lil Wayne's from. That's the bottom. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, that's the bottom. Like, you can't come from Toronto. Mm -hmm. Uh, and be like, I'm from Canada. I started from the bottom. Unless maybe you're First Nation. I don't know. But, yeah. like, but like he came from a pretty nice place. Uh, Magnolia Project's not nice. Not nice. As, as Lil Wayne put it, uh, I saw a dead body every day. I don't think it was Damn. that bad, but it was, like, New Orleans is, <laughs> can be a very dangerous town. But, like, the fact that you're saying that, like, listen, it's not a bad neighborhood. It's nowhere near that. Versus, like, oh, it's not that bad. Maybe every <laughs> week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it is pretty bad. There was, like, a... I I think after Katrina in 2006 or 2007, we got listed in the top 10 most dangerous cities in the world, which I have to slightly disagree with because that means we're on that list with Baghdad. Like, I was like, I don't know if it's that bad. But a it city is, where people semi-regularly wake up with no recollection of the past six hours missing a kidney. Yeah, I just, is that what Baghdad is like? Because like during the war, There's I don't know. I just think they were getting like shelled. I go, well, yeah. yeah, it goes Baghdad, New Orleans, Kabul. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was just like, yeah. I, I, look, I'm from there, and I know things were bad, but like, are they war-torn bad? I don't know if they're like sh getting shelled by... Like missiles, bad, you know. Anyway. Obviously, you haven't been in the ninth ward lately. Uh, <laughs> well, do you yeah, have any closing thoughts on Togepi? Yes. And uh, just we didn't talk about the baby shinies because, frankly, they are incredibly boring. But the Togepi line has the single funniest shiny I think in the entire Pokemon canon because the colors stay pretty much the same except <laughs> the triangles on their body swap, yeah. so the blue triangles become red and vice versa ever gets like egg stained like well it doesn't it doesn't yeah. make sense that that's like you look like your shell yeah 
Like, Tur- that's just so funny to me. I mean, I we were just complaining about how there's some shinies, like the pig that you were talking about, that's like such a boring shiny yeah, that yeah, you can't tell one. that it's a shiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now we have one where it's just like, you could honestly show this to somebody as a shiny, and if they didn't see the little swirl thing, it'd be like, that's not a shiny, it's just... Well, it's not the swirl, it's the triangles. The triangles yeah. just change the color, and yeah, like, you have to look at it for a moment, and you have that Mandela effect of like... Wait, but was that one blue? <laughs> yeah. Boo. I'm not, yeah, that's not the thing. I can't be it. mad. It's too silly to be mad at. There are yeah. worse shinies we will encounter. All right. Well, we have talked about the Pokemon as they exist in their world. Let's bring them into our world. Okay. Welcome to Mon's World. A celebration of the harmony between humans and Pokemon. This is my world. Okay. All okay. right. So... Jupiter, this is the uh, first of our closing act uh, sections uh, where we talk about first, what would these Pokemon be doing in our world? What do you think? I I said Crobat would be super effective at spreading the coronavirus. That is, that is very real and very scary. You know, I've had a conversation, every conversation I've had with my dad for the past like three weeks, we have like weekly check-ins with each other and... About the coronavirus every time? That's not, literally what the conversations are turning Wuhan, into. Is he in Wuhan, China? Where's he at? No, he's in... He's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He okay, earned okay. his early retirement, but he's like, but every week for the past like month, it's been. Have you bought a surgery? Have you bought a face mask yet? Oh yeah, because we're at risk <laughs> yeah. technically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a so so that's what conver- I've been trying to like have conversations with him about like the NBA trade deadline and stuff like that. Yeah. Nope. It's two minutes of that, and then like fifteen minutes of me saying I do not see anybody wearing face masks. There has been nobody quarantined in the metropolitan area. For sure. Area I mean, nothing yet. out of the usual. We do live in Los Angeles. If you go to K Town, or you know, people will yeah. wear masks yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We haven't reached we haven't reached contagion yet. Um. Yeah. I mean, I am enjoying this uh, uh, this LARPing of the board game pandemic. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Uh, we can go to OC and play that if we want. Um, no, yeah, I... Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like uh, that, like not just the coronavirus, but apparently, like they were like researching it. Like, there's like some bats in Australia that gave like uh, horses something, and it was mm. just because they lived in a tree. They ate this fruit, and then they like shit on the ground, and the horse ate the grass from under the tree, and it was able to get it from there. So that's just like... because horses are dumb. Is our horses dumb? There's some stupid animals. I don't have proof about how stupid they are, but they're stupid. Do you know horses can grow mustaches? Huh. <laughs> okay, look it up. Look it up. Yeah. I, think I that's will really include cool. a horse mustache photo in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah, mean, yeah. my only other thoughts about these Pokemon today in the real world is that all of the uh, prequel mons, especially the uh, baby mons, would just be designer pets. They'd just be like annoying chihuahuas and oh, yeah. ladybags. Yeah. Teacup Pichu? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Chinchu and Lantern would be a favorite for night swimming slash diving. Okay, yeah, for sure. I mean, what was the other one we went over? I, well, it's a crowbat. Uh, Ooh, imagine I'm... the Little Mermaid kiss the girl sequence, but with lanterns this there to provide some lighting. Why is it that I feel like there were anglerfish involved in one of the song and dance numbers in Little Mermaid? Huh. Maybe, huh. Uh, ma- if not kiss the girl, then maybe uh, part of your world or something like that. No, part of your world, she was just no, under no, the they sea. Had light- I would they say. had lightning bugs or lighting. Uh, yeah, like, those were yeah, in kiss the girl. Yeah, those, yeah. those were kiss the girl. I don't yeah. much about they that. definitely had frogs providing vocals. So yeah. I guess sure. frogs are kind of like liaisons between like Atlantia and whatnot. Yeah. So. Yeah, the only thing I, I remember, it's like I parodied. Uh, under the sea, where it's like, baby, it's better down where it's wetter. Lick my pussy. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, I um, 
I was thinking about Red Dead Redemption 2, and I did love the fact... Spoilers for anybody who hasn't played the game, but I did want somebody to take the video of, like, uh, of John Marston, like, rowing the boat out at the end to propose to kiss the girl. Because by, <laughs> by the time you've gotten to that point in the game, you've That's just seen fine. so much sadness and just, like, pain. I just wanted one moment of just, like, Disney joy in that game. You know, speaking of which, like, they don't really talk about like what pokemon purposes they do in like the pokedex like talk about what they served in the past but like shouldn't that have like moved i guess technology a little bit further ahead like shouldn't they have had electricity and yeah. like things like that like mm-hmm. i bet you that you know what i i don't like steampunk well, but you could make a pretty good steampunk pokemon well so here's yeah. the thing oh. is that we argue that they do that they do have advanced technology because they have biological energy transference they're able to turn living creatures into pure energy and store them in a pokeball and transfer them convert them into electricity and transfer them over sure long distances sure. instantly sure so i mean maybe they did have that leap in technology and now we're and our show canon is is that they're living in a utopic society yeah. do they have cars i think they have cars we right? see so. a bus or a car every so often yeah. okay okay like and there's that why... bus that takes you up the mountain in sun and moon Okay. That's why kids don't have to go to school because they don't need professionals. Most people are working purely out of passion. Sure, well, although there sure. is, there are <laughs> schools, but they only teach you about Pokemon. I think what's interesting is like, uh, just because of like how lazy Pokemon designs will get. Just that, like, why isn't there like a car Pokemon? Because they have a sword <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, they literally yeah. have a lantern oh, well, I mean, Pokemon, and they have a lantern Pokemon. They have a. Well, I want to point out both of those Nilux. are ghosts. What? Both the sword and lantern are ghosts. So. Yeah, are they ghost steel? Uh, well, the sword is ghost steel. The uh, fire, we'll call it, is ghost fire. Okay, so it's yeah, a yeah. candle, then a lantern, then a chandelier. Mm. I hate the candle one. Oh, I, I, love, I love that just one. This, like, I love just this, I, like, looking around the room. Oh, I have three more designs by noon. Uh, yeah, well, I, yeah I think, that is what it's like. It's like, why not just have, like, the Pokemon beer coaster or something like well, that? I mean, like, it's just things a haunted around the room. sword is a classic mythological idea, so it makes sense to do a Pokemon like that. A haunted sword. Do you know, yeah. do you know how this show ends? I actually know from the creators, thanks to this podcast, I've been privileged to spoil here how the show ends. So, spoiler warning, Ash is going to throw a Pokeball at the ground and capture the Earth itself. Okay. <laughs> the okay. entire planet okay. is a Pokemon, folks. Okay, oh, does God. that mean that the atmosphere and all, or do you stay... No, so all of the matter of the Earth, <laughs> the Earth is breathing our atmosphere. Okay, cool. That's how it's living. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, it it's is a, a message giant about the unity. It and is it's a, a giant, giant Pokemon. Snorlax Pokemon. And so when he puts it in the Pokeball, <laughs> instantly there's just an absence, so, all the gravity and everything like it's that. It's like Mogo, the planet in the DC universe that is a green lantern basically imagine sure. if imagine if thor just flew up to that guy and just yeah. like tossed a pokeball at him and just capture a fucking planet. or uh or ego i think yeah ego's, ego's a living planet. planet yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh but the, you know i mean there's also like i i think it would be more interesting if pokemon lived in a disc world situation where there's just like on the back of pokemon uh, like, you know disc world you're one of <laughs> my, I mean, you're my favorite uh, host <laughs> <laughs> that's a god i'm looking on its name but the gen 4 turtle starter is based on that a little bit oh yeah the oh, great yes, atuin uh, uh, tortina or whatever it's called yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did like that one i was a grass type starter for a long time huh. and then they just like one of my least favorite things that they've done in the series is like never give grass like your starter grass type a dual type I, I, like, why? Why have they done that? I well, mean, maybe well, they did one. Gen one. one. What? No, they've done. Well, Gen one was poison. Gen, they've done it in four, five, and six because in four, uh, it's grass slash ground. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe then, I'm wrong then. Like, not the like starter form, but what it evolves yeah, yeah, into yeah, yeah. is dual type. Like, they even had in uh, five and six the kind of reverse triangle within there, where it's like 
fire psychic, water dark, grass fighting. Sure. And then they did a similar thing in Gen 7. No, you're right. I, I, yeah. I misspoke. You're absolutely right. They did that. Is Venusaur considered poison type yes. uh, yeah, yeah, later yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. definitely dual okay. type. Yeah, okay. Or was it a poison? Was it dual type poison in even red and blue? Yeah, we just never noticed that because okay. I had that same thought. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right. All right, but cool. here's yeah. some. But you have a chance now yeah, yeah. to propose a change to update the canon, at least for these Pokemon. To okay. something that you want. Pika, pika. So. I, I said earlier, I think Lantern would be a lot better if it was like a wicked looking angular thing. Because, like angular fish just because uh, like even one that looks like – it's not that Nintendo isn't privy to that, uh, even though it's like Game Freak that's making it. But like there's an evil angular looking fish in Link's Awakening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It could be a throw – like it could be a reference to that or something hmm. like that. Um, I think it looks a lot more interesting. It's more playable that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want them to have a fish type. I think one weird thing that Pokemon does – this is just a general design note – is they give like – they give Pokemon like these pink lips – that I don't like. Oh, like, like, like yeah, the baby, that made me actually shiver. The <laughs> baby Jinx and Quillfish. Well, yeah, it was the main thing that made me uncomfortable with Goldeen's design. It's like, let's give a fish, like, really obnoxiously sure. luscious oh. lips. Cheap Cheeps are like that, and that's Mario Brothers. Yeah. Wait until you meet Bruxious, I think his name, in Gen 7, which looks like if a drag queen was a fish. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. darling, what's your, so, darling, what's your change for this uh, uh, batch? That's like, honestly, I don't have one, because, like, I am on record as saying how much I love the Chinchu line. And I think the babies are the best they can be in terms of, like, here's the silly baby concept. It is what it is. Like, this is the rare week where I have to say there's no changes. You heard it here, listeners. Michael Darling, cop-out week. (laughs) (laughs) Me, on the other hand, I'm going to say that, uh, I mean, I hate it on Pichu as a try-hard pretender, but I'm going to say that the thing that I think I dislike most about it is that it looks already too much like a toy for me, and that makes it feel like a cheap cash grab automatically, like on paper. Very Lucas, Um, George Lucas. (laughs) So I I just wish they'd gone, like, whereas Pikachu and Raichu definitely feel like actual mouse and rat, like, just make its body look a little bit more like an actual mouse like don't have to give it like take away that marionette kind of feel that it has Mm -hmm. and just make it i said i said in the notes take remy from ratatouille color him yellow and black boom there's your pichu to add to that design thing it's like there are they have made at least four other pokemon that look like pikachu spinoffs oh yeah and it's like why didn't they just apply that to pichu or whatever instead Mm -hmm. of making a brand new pokemon well, every generation they introduce a new electric rodent. That's just tradition at this point. Well, not necessarily electric rodent, new rodent type. No, electric rodent for oh, okay. sure. Is it but, okay. um, Minel and Plusle or whatever? Yeah, like but there's yeah. that. There's uh, the hamster. There's uh, yeah. We'll get. Yeah. But we do also have we'll rodents. Get into it over we do the also years. have rodents of other types, and yeah. so what I keep waiting for is a dragon mouse. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because we get a fire mouse, a water mouse, and an electric mouse this generation. Bug mm-hmm. mouse. Yeah. Anyway. The bug yeah. mouse. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to that brings us to my favorite section, Mr. Darling. Uh, yes. Are you ready to dine at Mon Appetit? Maybe you'd like my personal recommendation. So, Jupiter, if you could tell us which of these Pokemon today you'd like to eat and how you would like them prepared. Um. So in the show notes, I have written, uh, I would like to make a nice uh, Togepi quiche. 
Mm. Yes, yeah, upsell it with uh, some uh, avocado on top Good of that. Good flaky crust. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. yeah. Are you talking like little mini quiches, or are you talking about like a full quiche? Well, I mean, Pokemon are always like way bigger than you expect, so <laughs> yes, of course. If I were to go to my Spanish roots, I guess I would make a, a tortilla. Ooh, uh, yeah, I like a nice it. potato uh, togepi egg a tortilla. But those are the two I would go with, yeah. Um, yeah. So I do want to point out, you just reminded me of an amazing NBA story. Um, okay. which is that today at, at time of recording, it's the NBA trade deadline today. And because of the Clippers move, a lot of people on Twitter have been discussing this afternoon, uh, what the Lakers should do. And of course that immediately leads to everybody saying LeBron needs to call J.R. Smith back into action. <laughs> and that led to a discussion about J.R. Smith's infamous chicken tortilla soup incident, where he threw a bowl of chicken tortilla soup at a uh, coach and I forget who else. What? Is this during what? like a negotiation of some sort? I, I think it was like during a team dinner or something like that and he got in like a dispute with them but okay. like it but like I had to look up what this was because like when somebody when somebody said like okay so who do the Lakers go after if they can't get Marcus Morris and somebody responded with a gif of like the Doctor Strange image where like he suddenly has like 10 hands yeah. <laughs> but it was J.R. Smith's face and he was holding 10 bowls of chicken tortilla soup so That's I had funny. to do the research on it. You know what? though like we all have our bad days i'm not gonna give them you know like have i ever thrown soup on somebody i can't honestly say that i've never thrown food at somebody i'm trying but, to oh sorry yeah no that's it i mean like uh, this but, isn't a rumor by the way this was reported by espn for sure I'll link I don't to even, this yeah, the show notes. I, I, oh i don't doubt that it actually happened i just i love that it's chicken tortilla soup because it seems like when, when you call it out that specifically it seems less badass than like he threw his dinner in her face or, or whatever it was it's like it was like uh you know like again like if you just went like oh it's cream fresh thing like in her face. he threw the remainder of his napoleon that yeah, he was yeah, enjoying yeah. for dessert yeah. so two <laughs> thoughts on this one uh i'm not sure if that's better or worse than the time that latrell spreewell choked out his own coach oh god yeah and two uh i interviewed a bartender once who told me how one time when he was working a guy and girl broke up on the spot and he threw his beer at her hmm. and she just continued to sit there at the bar dripping and eating her dinner until she was done eating her dinner I mean, yeah, respect. Move, what man. a power move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so. what a shitty guy. Yeah, sure, sure. But what a fucking power move. <laughs> you did, because you mentioned Togepi and the quiche, you actually uh, reminded me of, and this is really weird. I don't know if any, if any listeners have watched the show Food Wars. Oh, I know um, about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, it does, they, like, it's a, it's a show that takes every trope of, cla of animes, like, all anime tropes and, like, bullshit of, like, the, indomitable hero and like last second like anime powers and stuff like that but turns it into a culinary school and so these kids are like these high school kids are like in a culinary school like preparing these crazy dishes and um they're actually legit the food science behind it they actually have like food consultants and food scientists wait so is this like an anime or yeah, a... it's an anime okay Thank um you. and so like part of it is is that they have like these cooking showdowns and stuff like that but like for one of the showdowns one of like the prodigy characters prepares this uh, delicacy it was like a breakfast challenge she prepares a delicacy where she drains an egg like prepares like a creme fraiche that's like lightly chilled and like a little bit like light um and then like refills it into the egg and it just sounded like the most delicious hmm. like very yeah. light breakfasty type of milkshake that she served in the original eggshell yeah yeah, that sounds really good. I, and so I want that with Togepi. Just <laughs> go ahead yeah, totally. and beat like a Togepi to hell. I want the eyes floating in there a little bit. <laughs> oh. And just 
put it back in the egg and let me God. drink a togepi out of the egg by like a poolside cabana. That sounds really good. Yeah. I need to watch some Food Wars. I think that's an, uh, an anime that you probably get three episodes of and then you probably don't have to watch the rest of it or what? Um, No, they actually do have like a really interesting like bit of character drama and stuff like that. And the, I would say that like one thing that I did double check because somebody wrote, I forget which outlet had like one of their writers do like a crazy feature piece on this but like they tested out like three of the recipes that they had over the course of like season one and techniques for like that they share about like how this character pulled this thing off by tenderizing this meat really quickly huh. um and it's all very legit if you want to tenderize like very cheap beef uh honey and uh beating the honey in and stuff like that and like little things That's like that wicked i love it yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. they actually test taste tested some of the recipes and it's like i'm not a good cook i just did what i saw on the show i'm sure there's a better <laughs> way to do this but this thing came out really well that's good fine um, that sounds that sounds better than the uh it's good for tourism but i don't know how it is but that uh the salary man thing where he eats sweets it's a live action oh yeah um cantaro yeah i have it on my netflix um that's a show you get in like three episodes but every time he eats something (laughs) it goes into it's basically an advertisement for the food at a touristy i shouldn't call it a touristy spot but it's a spot you can go to in japan (laughs) yeah yeah. specifically Hmm. tokyo yeah yeah next to that on my netflix queue is also uh while we're recommending yeah yeah yeah. uh dad of light which is a mini series um it's a i think it's 12 episodes about this uh kid who's grown apart from his father mm-hmm. over the course of his life but he remembers back when he was six years old he and his father connected playing the original final fantasy game mm-hmm. and then his father very abruptly retires from work like years earlier than expected okay without telling anybody in his family why he Intriguing. just stops working and uh the kid buys his father a playstation 4 and gets him into final fantasy 14 Okay. And plays the game anonymously online with his father uh-huh. as a way to learn more about his father and get his father to open up. Huh. Okay. Very touching. Is this a, an anime or live action? No, it's live action. Okay. They do have seen. They did. They did co-produce it with Square. Okay. Of so course. they do have like actual Square like. There are scenes that are entirely in Final Fantasy XIV that, like, Square helped them animate. Sure, sure. They did that with South Park in World of Warcraft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, exactly yeah. the same thing, except, like, as opposed to being the South Park kids, it's flashing back to, like, a live-action son and father. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's also, like, it's a mutual thing where, like, the son is learning more about his father, but the father's also teaching his son some lessons that he doesn't quite know how to communicate. Okay. That's cool. It's a very touching series. All right. So, highly recommended. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Darling, what are you eating? Yeah. Uh, since we know that Iggly Buff has a balloon, sorry, uh, a marshmallow-like texture, I'm gonna take my risk and do some Iggly Buff s'mores. Hmm. I don't know how good it will taste, but it's worth a shot. Did you almost say blue texture? Balloon. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I was about to say you definitely looked right at me when you said that. I want it not at me per se, but more at like my thigh. Oh, yeah, you sure, are looking sure. like a cartoon yeah. drumstick to me right now. I know, now. that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, Little Bugs Bunny. With, like, like my it. eyes still on it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or, like, just my head. Hey, you wanted that togepi with the eyes still fresh. So I want to know, with the uh, with the Iggly Buff, like, are you just, like, cutting slices off? Are you able to, like, you think, like, maybe scoop some off, like, ice cream? Well, Is it it well it's marshmallow-like, so I'd say it's mm. probably more you have to cut. Yeah, yeah. Can't okay. you, like, if you touch it, remember, you can't stop petting it, so you have to do it with, like, you have to do it with, like, some sort of, like, like device like one of those like grabbing sticks oh yeah that old people <laughs> there's probably like a very careful <laughs> like choke process it out for so claiming can... that marshmallow fluff <laughs> i like that they never wait, they did they did invented guns we talked about that in safari zone mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, no yeah. yeah you're right you have to choke it out i feel like that's a very like french delicacy sort of thing where they're like oh you have to drown the bird in the sauce <laughs> and it's like a lot why 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 can, why I mean, can't i just give it a clean death because I mean, it tastes th- better when it suffers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it suffers yeah props to the french for coming up with some of the best ways to prepare meats 
For like, sure, like Gavage. Of all like the most like subtly sadistic people, they sure. gave they gave us foie gras, yeah. they gave us sous vide, and they gave us S and M. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's sous vide. Is that what is that? Uh... So sous vide. It's not actually a very cruel way. It's not nearly as cruel as foie gras, but it's uh, it's a special way that I believe the French invented that vacuum seals and steam cooks and pressure cooks mm. the meat simultaneously. Okay. In that so, case, it's you, already dead. But it does take very specific, like a very specific modern device that yeah. like is like vacuum seals the meat into like sure. a plastic bag, yeah, and yeah. then you're like flash cooking it and like boiling water at high pressure sure there is that 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 one that i mentioned about drowning the bird is a very real thing really yes Mm -hmm. you drown it alive in whatever it is that you're cooking it in and then the way that you you have it served to you it looks very much like a bird Hmm. and then everybody has to put a veil on and and eats it in silence um so they can hide the shame from god (laughs) that is some eyes wide (laughs) shut (laughs) yeah and you eat the bird and everybody just eats very quietly underneath this sheet you weren't kidding about the snm that's yeah, like, yeah. They invented S&M? Well, the Marquis de Sade. I mean, oh, I'm just... for sure. Yeah, well, I, I, I say that because, like, the Japanese also have a very long tradition. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of S&M terms are Japanese only uh, because they've also invented a lot of things. I mean, yeah, I'm like just thinking of that Shibari scene. Yeah, Rope. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of that scene from Talladega Nights where Sasha Baron Cohen walks into the bar and he's like, and the, everybody, like, one of the guys shouts at him, like, what did the French ever invented? <laughs> and he's like, democracy and the menage a trois. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, we gave you the missionary position. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, like that on that level, like, uh, why? Why, like, it would also surprise me that it's not very German. S&M seems super German. <laughs> they invent terms like Schadenfreude, which is like taking pleasure oh, in other people's pain. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, That's yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that brings us home, I think. Sure. So, Jupiter, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Uh, oh, before we sign off, where can people find you? Okay, what do you cool. have coming out? All right, sure. Um, I am the host of a monthly internet comedy show called Shitpost at the Pack Theater. Oh, my God. Shitpost. We are, Let's go. uh, we are monthly first Saturdays at midnight trying to get that changed to 10, 1030, just because I don't want that to be everybody's evening. But it is very much a midnight show vibe. Um, we have a lot of interesting bits. This uh, I've gotten into animation. I animated uh, – we for February's show, we did OKCupid okay trolling. So we just Ooh. messed with people um i also do a rap uh, soundcloud rap bit uh we which anybody can submit to but i have a parody group called shit post malone uh we did uh <laughs> we did like a salty uh smash brother rap uh about waluigi not being in it even though they gave us byleth the eighth fire emblem character which i am very much not on board with mm-hmm. i would rather have byleth than waluigi uh, I, all right we'll talk about byleth that has at least been a protagonist of a game <laughs> it uh what about rob See? Oh no, I love I love Rob's Rob's like my Rob's Rob's a deep cut pick for me, but yeah. I'm 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 down with the Rob. I get it. Um but I think it's just like I want more characters with mustaches. That's just me. If you don't know I have a mustache, uh listeners. Um yeah, anyway, um but uh yeah, I do that every month. Um, we have a uh, shit post on YouTube. Uh, it's almost impossible to search for, so I have to change the name. And then I'm coming out with my own YouTube channel, Brain Sweat. Uh, and then if I could recommend things, just as a nerd thing, uh, I think underrated anime, everybody should check out the miniseries uh, Kaiba. It's really good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Michael, what have you got going on? Um, well, we're recording this the day after the previous episode, and not much has changed in terms of uh, what I said about how I've got stuff in development, but nothing exciting to report at the moment. So, yeah. All right, cool. Well... I'm hoping that the audiobook I mentioned in the last episode is out by the time this episode airs. But if it isn't, 
at me on Twitter and yell at me for that. Do you have an audiobook? Um, yeah, I write novels in my spare time. So oh, I have my uh, so I self-published them. I self-published my fourth, uh, the spectacular Seraphim and the fa- versus the Fame Monster. Um, at the start. Say that one more time. Sorry. The spectacular Seraphim versus the Fame Monster. Excellent. It's a uh, superhero satire. N- love it. Um, love it. So yeah, I self-published that at the end of January, and the audiobook is coming out soon. Cool. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's available on Kindle, paperback, and uh, hopefully Audible soon. Um, but otherwise, uh, follow at ModMenPod on Twitter. Uh, Michael, your Twitter is? At FutureHasBen. I am at YWHY underscore Baloo, B-A-L-L-O-O. My Instagram, my personal, is at JupiterLikeThePlanet. All of those words. All of those words. It's not JupiterLikeThePlanet. That's good. JupiterLikeThePlanet. And then at underscore underscore shit post because underscore. if you can believe it on Instagram, that is already taken. I'm shocked. Yeah, 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 for sure. Probably um, by yeah. like fuck Jerry or some other awful, awful people. I don't like that cool kid meme stuff, but I'm a nerdy kid meme guy. So, yeah. but hey, you know what? I appreciate what they do, except for fuck Jerry. Fuck Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Jerry. Yeah, fuck fuck Jerry. All right. Well, we made it. Once again, right, cool. thanks, thanks for, for being here, me. Jupiter. No, that was great. I really want you back sometime. This was a lot of fun. I feel like we definitely, and we even held back on so much that I wanted to dig into. (laughs) Sure, sure. But but once again, I have been Yonato Baloo. I'm Michael Darling's baby form. Thanks for being here.